From downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we finally got that direct, and we have John Wedgworth here to talk to us about it. I've awoken the hero dragon, and it wants to kill me. Grounded. My wallet, not the game. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 410, your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about directs. Hey, we finally got one. Look at that. Uh, we are your hosts. I'm Trey, ready to kill those young Jedis again, Johnson. I'm Jeremy. Well, yes, that is a jockey in my pocket. A card jockey, Mikowski. I'm John, partner knitter. And our special guest this week is... St. John from Des Moines of Nerd Noise Radio and ADHD, and we are in my house at the moment. This is being recorded live at Nerd Noise Studios in Des Moines. Trey and Jeremy are both at John's house. We are in the Nerd Noise basement. Well, part of us is. I am, uh, yeah, I am in Des Moines right now for secret reasons. Top I'm, I'm here. I'm reasons. here on a work on a work related thing. So. But uh, yeah, we're. I thought it'd be fun. And that work is the podcast. I thought it would be fun to record a podcast in John's basement. So here we are, and it and it just happened. To, they just happened been to talking about it for a while. They happened to have a direct right in the middle of uh, a busy week. But hey, we're here to talk about it. So serendipity is real. So I guess yep. we will just we'll just roll right into old uh, partner direct. I guess here, let me get my my bingo card. Is Patty partner direct? I wrote this. I wrote this bingo when I was kind of when I was kind of drunk last night. I should have done a bingo. I really should have. I fell asleep last night and then I had to go straight to work. This so what you're saying, Trey, is this moment brought to you by alcohol? <laughs> this well, moment brought to you by alcohol. Well, no, actually, uh, and all surrounding moments during you know while I was you know we I've been recording long stuff for this job that I'm on, and I had a lot of time, so I made so I put together a list on my phone, and I added a couple things. When I was a little tipsy. So I threw in a, a few Nintendo things in there. Well, I did. Do you want to talk about it? Why don't we talk about our bingo cards? So, uh, so John, John did one first, and you did a whole bunch of, uh, I saw a bunch of first party stuff on there, and this one is specifically a partner direct, but there was. Well, I didn't, f- I missed, I missed that it was a partner direct. Oh, okay. So initially, I just thought it was the regular direct. That's oh, why. sure. I read it. Yep. But, uh, there was a, there were a couple things that I saw on your list, John, that I was like, mm-hmm. "Hey, but you you could argue you could argue for that to be on there," and yep. one of them I put on my on my bingo card, and that is that one is Star Fox because every Star Fox since Star Fox sixty four has been made by a partner company, so true. That's yeah. and you could say you could put F zero on there because F the last you know F zero GX was made by Sega, so I mean that's a partner yeah. game also, and I also put Wave Race Wave Race on there because that was made. By an American company, the last one was a Wave Race Blue Storm. So I mean, any of these, you yeah, could, Kawasaki, you could uh, you could argue would be. Uh, I mean, all three of those things. Nintendo's not doing anything. You might as well give them away, Nintendo, yeah. to <laughs> Namco, to Sega, whoever will actually make the fucking games. Exactly. 
So that's why I put so that's why I put some stuff on there that was uh, Nintendo related. But we did get. I mean, just because it's a partner direct, you know, there's there's been you know like the Mario plus Rabbids games have been on these before. You know, stuff that's has Nintendo characters in there, and we did have a specific Nintendo exclusive to finish it off. You know, a well a view. You know, so. So it was, you know, it was really hard to know what to expect from this. But I had been following, uh, I've been following Pioro on uh, Twitter. Uh, Pioro is a character from WarioWare, but uh, <laughs> but th- that's their icon. But they they like to leak stuff about uh, about like um, directs and stuff like that. So that's why. So I heard a couple things from there. Uh, they had mention of uh, dolphins. So I was like, well, that can go either way. So it could go, it could go to the game that's on there. Or maybe it's Wave Race, because back in Wave Race, maybe. we used to be able to ride dolphins. So, mm-hmm. you know, or some people were thinking that maybe it alluded to, to uh, GameCube. GameCube. And I put Metroid Prime 2 in there because I want that game on Switch, damn it. That was just me hoping for it anyway. Even though I knew it was going to happen, I still thought that I could just hope against hope. God, I, I so want that game. Card. I so want that game. Yeah, me too. So that's it, that's why I wanted it. That was the whole reason I was going for the going for the directors i just want i just want them to drop the fucking rest of the metroid prime games on there already with proper dual stick uh first person shooter controls because prime was so good the prime remaster was magic i mean it, it was the exact same game but with better controls and better graphics it was just perfect for the switch it was great yeah no i mean i i loved it i loved it to pieces and beat the care beat the crap out of it uh so i guess I'll, I'll go through so i think only a couple of us have bingo cards so we can just run through our stuff that didn't get that didn't get, did not uh, get picked. That didn't get picked. And actually, seeing what you did on your second time around, John, you kind of had some comedy ones in there. So I, so I did take yeah. a little inspiration from there and did kind of do try to do some silly ones on mine as well. Sure. Well, these partner directs it's always a little bit harder because it could be anything. You know, it could be coming from some random third party you've never heard of, brand new IP, whatever. So, uh, my bottom roll, I got my bottom row and it was empty. And I was like, all right, let me just think of some funny ones. So yeah. go ahead. What are yours, Trey? So uh, here's one of my funny ones. Uh, this is calling back to the days of GameCube, if you remember this. Uh, one, one of my uh, one of my spots is uh, Peach, Luigi, and Mario get added to AEW Fight Forever. I laughed at that one. So, That's uh, fantastic. <laughs> I, I got a tracks. I, I, I got history a, <laughs> of those characters being added to random random streetwise type sports. I was thinking yeah. of uh, yeah, I was thinking about NBA Street Three on GameCube that had Mario, Luigi, and, and Peach in it. So I was bringing back that thing, and I got a comment from Shake about that too on Twitter. And I was like, "Yeah, Beach Mario and Luigi added to AW5 Forever. That would be hilarious, and it'd be really funny if it was in a direct." And uh, just because I've been loving Tomb the Tomb Raider remaster so much, I put Tomb Raider four through six remastered. We already have. Why not? We got one through three. Let's put the rest of them on there. And even though it just came out like last week, let's do another one. Put that one on there too. Uh, as I said earlier, Wave Race because of the dolphin thing because they wrote dolphins in there. Dragon Quest 3 2D HD. Where's that game? Is Yuji Hori dead? What happened? <laughs> What's happening with that? Like everybody's kind of like, what the fuck is going on with that game? Like we, I feel. I like, don't know. I, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if there's another uh, Dragon Quest specific event. Oh sure, because like they, they've anniversary. established that they do those now. Yeah, like an anniversary thing. But I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter like that too, where it's like, what's going on with Dragon Quest 3? Is it okay? Because we haven't. They'll seen probably anything like talk while. about twelve some more and then talk about three when they do that's my possibly and i already said metroid prime 2 uh hi-fi rush obviously that was on a lot of people's list we know not we know why now that was on my list as well because it's not coming to switch uh one of uh, the other one was uh the i put bakaru goemon game uh released in english i'm not going to put the whole title in it because it has like 10 words in it but yeah put it translate it take it put it out 
Uh, Sheeran the Wanderer 6, which I thought might happen because it's actually coming out next week. Um, Turok Rage Wars, just because Night Dive Studios has given has had jokes about that game. I told when I beat when I beat uh, Turok 3 in the credits, it says stop asking us about Turok Rage Wars. So I think that that means that that game will probably come out eventually. <laughs> so that's why I put it on there because who knows? You know that that could easily be something that they put on there. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Collection Volume Two. You know why not? It could happen. Uh, Star Wars Dark Forces comes out next week. Uh, I thought maybe that would be in there. Uh, Wrath Aeon of Ruin, which is actually a 3D Realms first-person shooter game that's coming out next week as well. I thought might be mentioned in there. I put Star Fox in there because, like I said, the last few Star Fox games have been partner games. I mean, it could have been Zero. I mean, Zero was made by uh, by what's the why the fucking uh, uh, Bayonetta people? So Platinum made it. So I mean, yeah. you know, they've all been by different companies or like the Namco one. Yeah, all of them have been different, so that could easily be that. Prince of Persia, Sands of Time Remaster. Whatever happened to that? So I put that on the bingo also. Like, you remember that was a thing, and then it wasn't, and it went away? Sonic Generations Shadow version, because that was on a PlayStation Direct, never was on a specific Nintendo Direct. Could be an easy candidate. Uh, Ease 10, just because it recently got announced sort of a release date. It's coming out in fall to America, and maybe they'll throw it in there again. And uh, Pizza Tower, because that game looks awesome. Put it on Switch. The one that looks like WarioWare. Or not WarioWare, uh, Wario World. That game looks really cool. And when I was tipsy, I put Elden Ring Cloud <laughs> just to go with the... Uh, oh, Because sure. there was an Elden Ring uh, trailer that happened like all pretty much directly after the Switch. Yeah. The Switch uh, we were talking about that over Fong's Pizza. I think yeah, I was the one that actually said Elden there. Ring Cloud. But my, my original my original thing that actually w- that I did think of that I should have written down was World of Goo 2, which did happen. And that was something that I came up with myself and didn't see uh, leaked on Twitter or whatever. But yeah, I just it forgot. It was announced before. I, I just forgot to write point, it down. But, yeah. Well, it, it was announced at the Game Awards. It was one of the few good, yep. it was one of the few good positive things that I saw from that yeah. terrible event. That was a head smack moment for me when I saw that. I was like, oh, of course that's going to be. Same. Because it was mentioned before. But uh, yeah, but we were talking about El- about the Elden Ring trailer, and there was the Erd Tree thing that was shown, and it's coming out in June. The Shadow of the Erd Tree. Coming out in June this year. So it was, they were kind of like trying to steal the thunder from Nintendo there. It kind of seemed like where it's like, hey, Elden Ring DLC right after uh, right after the Nintendo Direct. Yeah, Nintendo yeah, I don't know. is now taking bets on how many hours Jeremy's going to spend on the Erd Tree expansion. Hopefully, if you yeah, I'm kind of scared because I've been reading because I've never like played through these any of the Souls games enough to to play the expansions, but I hear the expansions are like expert mode bosses and like they're just like trying to like there's more story stuff though, right? Break you down. Oh yeah, absolutely. But it's going to be really hard, and I'm kind of scared. And also, I don't know. I might start a new character because I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it's probably like. Uh... I mean, I figured it's like Monster Hunter, you know, like whenever they add an expansion, it everything gets harder, you know. I think it's similar. Yeah, like Sunbreak. Sunbreak was uh, was kind of like higher level monsters and all that, where you can only get so far if you don't know how to play properly. So the the main uh, character in that is is uh, Mikola. Not yeah, Mikola, who is uh, Tesla, <laughs> who is the uh, who's the twin brother of the hardest boss in All Souls history, Melania, who is in. Elden Ring, so you're the the twin brother is the, I don't know. It's gonna be really bad. It's gonna be scary. I mean, you'll get it though. I know you. Will. Oh, absolutely. Don't, don't don't lie to us. We know. We all know you're getting it. Oh no, I'll be playing it day one. Yeah. 
What did you have on your bingo card, John? That's that's, that's so that that wasn't in the show, and I won't repeat the things that you said because I had a couple that you said already. But uh, Euphoria Two, oh, that was an obvious one because that game looks fantastic. It's a Sunsoft game. Has a huge that's coming out like look. next week or the week after. Also, it's really right soon. around the corner. Yeah, right around the corner. So that made sense, but it wasn't on there. I put Shenmue because I always put Shenmue, and I had to put it just an obligation at this point. Uh, the Plucky Squire, another one that's coming out uh, this year that just looks amazing. I, I'm, a, I'm really looking forward to this game. That game, however, showed up today in the IGN FanFest series of announcements. So it was present today, but not in the direct. It was around, yeah. It was around. Uh, Saga Emerald Beyond, I think that's like a, a square game or something. But I just I, I perused the, the coming soons on the Nintendo website, and that one was coming pretty soon. That just made sense to me. Uh, Little Kitty, Big City. I uh, thought that one got some big waves last time it came around, but maybe they've just not made any more real progress on it. So I don't know. It's supposed to be coming soon. No more kitty related uh, programming. No more kitty stuff. You know, I put this two Star Wars, Star Wars Hunters and then Dark Forces. None of those got mentioned, but Battlefront but, got mentioned. But a good one did, a really good one yep. that I'm very excited about. Yeah. As I put on Twitter and on here, is we, we, get, we get the good Battlefront, not the shitty EA one that came out. Where they tried to tried to like kill you with microtransactions. This one's actually fun to play. I thought maybe we'd hear more about the Gecko Gods, which we heard about a couple months ago. Nothing about that. Um, what else? Warhammer. There's one called Warhammer Forty Thousand Daka Squadron. Warhammer is a pretty big property, and that's coming out really soon. But I was actually surprised that nothing got mentioned about that for that reason. A top racer collection if you remember those super nintendo games yeah i was pretty I, excited when that got announced i have my eye on that i'm planning i'm planning on getting it when it comes out i thought maybe mlb the show because it's baseball season coming up and, and that just made sense timing wise uh plumbers don't wear ties comes out in a couple of days and i thought okay may, that maybe that was a bit of a stretch because because that is actually gonna be i think it's gonna be an m-rated game because technically there's nudity and all, all that stuff, so maybe maybe it didn't make sense for the the Nintendo Direct. But uh, Nintendo's past know. that now. Though. I mean, to. that's that's old Nintendo. I was like, going to say they, that's they, Mortal they put, Kombat One. I was saying they put well, Mortal Kombat One's already on Switch. I've beat it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I'm making a joke. Yeah, no, no, I, well, because, I Mortal, like, because Mortal Kombat One did come out last year and it is on Switch and I have it. <laughs> And it still has all this. They, they, it still has, they didn't. They didn't tweak it, right? They're still just sweat and stuff, right? It's a different. It's a different game. It's a stupid idea. So Mortal Kombat 12 is called uh, Mortal Kombat One. God, that's right. Okay, yep. I'm so sorry. So they I'm kind of. Uh, so they wanted to make. It's like Xbox One. They wanted everything to be confusing again. Because that worked so well for Xbox. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was. A, yeah, it's. I like the game a lot. I like Mortal Kombat One. I think it's a stupid name. It's still Mortal Kombat 12. It's not a reboot. It's a, it's a it's totally a sequel. It's just whatever. It's fun though. And they they made the Switch version better, so whatever. But uh, I mean, they, they'll put anything on these directs. I don't think it needs yeah. necessarily needs to be like a certain rating or or whatnot. Yeah, maybe it was too much of an oddball for for a mainstream presentation like that. But anyway, I'm regretful. Still looking forward to that game. One that I put on here as a joke, but I thought for sure it would it would come true, and that actually it, it didn't. I put nothing from EA. And there was something from EA. There was one <laughs> one EA game on there. Yeah, one was, time uh, I put this joke in there. Well, get well. We can talk about it when we get whenever we get to it. It was the one that was announced by that guy from Raised by Wolves, uh, that actor, oh, right. the from uh, uh, for on the Game Awards. Yep. Uh, some so some joke ones I put on there. I put Captain N homage game. Like I thought in the way that there's RZ, sort of a weird 
bizarro version of the Zelda games. Maybe there could be some, or why don't somebody make a Captain Endgame? Like have some bizarro Simon Belmonts and Simon uh, Mega Man or, yeah, or like whatever. The, the angry, gravelly Mega Man and all, like yeah, all that. Do, do a bizarro shop of horrors, Mother Brain. The, the ditzy uh, Belmont guy and all that. Yeah, yeah. The little shop of horrors, Mother Brain. You know, I want somebody to make the Captain Endgame that I wanted to see as a kid. I, I said it as a joke, but I was like, wait a minute, that's actually kind of a cool idea. Like, somebody make an actual Captain N parody game, please. Um, that speak, did not appear in the speak, Speaking of RZ, it's a um, well, foreshadowing, but John John Wedgworth actually has RZ, so we're going we're gonna to talk about it later. I saw you post about it. I got, after, I got questions. After we get past uh, the direct. Yeah, so we, we actually, I actually busted out the CDI with the CDI's. Uh, oh yeah, and you have the CDI with the with you those, have the, you have the Zelda Zelda's. games. I have the oh, actual wow. Honest to God CDI with Link: The Faces of Evil on CD, Zelda: The Wand of Gamelon on CD. I set it up in the basement. When you have a system that old and it's been that long since you've used it, you hold your breath every time you fire it up because you're afraid it might yeah. not still work anymore. But I'm pleased to report that it works like a dream, and I busted it out so that. Trey could try the CDI Zelda games before we took him to our Zet so he could see just how perfect this thing. You know, here, we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but sure. we, Trey got here too late. We didn't get a chance to do that. Oh, well, we, we also took a lot of time setting up. I, want, I wanted to set up all the audio stuff before we did any sort of fun stuff. Sure. So, but uh, yeah, what else Couple do you have more. on there? Just three more. So I said uh, Shantae X TurboTax. I want a Shantae TurboTax <laughs> crossover where she just magically... Gives you your, your taxes. And, very, very, and very sexy taxing. You want, your, yep. you want your taxes to be sexy to do something, Shante. You know, I was messing around. I like, with, oops, sorry. I was messing around with uh, AI text to image thing, you know, and I love doing like subversive, wacky stuff. I always do. So I made a TurboTax, the NES game. So it's like the NES cartridge of like TurboTax. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Does it send probably you the worst way you could possibly it? do your taxes? Well, I, just, I didn't I didn't have a chance to do anything but four pictures, so it's just a picture of the NES cartridge with like sure, wacky yeah. box art yeah. stuff, and, and it has six fingers for some reason. So Shantae's a pirate, actually. I know. Oh wait, she's not a pirate. Never mind. She's a genie. Since Tricky's a pirate, I figured out where they do their taxes. Where's that pirate bay? H and R block. Oh god. <laughs> oh wow. There you go. That needs to be cast into DC. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of the, the sea, oh, I guess we have more. I, we have more bingo stuff. I would like to see an M-rated Smash Brothers with serial mascots, like just have a free-for-all brawl with Tony the Tiger and the the little Rice Krispy Elves, and, and then the, the rabbit, the the tricks Captain Crunch, yeah, rabbit. rabbit, everybody, yeah, have them rip each other apart. And then the last one, I want. Uh, I I thought we'd see maybe another Konami collection that probably sucks. We didn't see that. Hey, you have you have a you have Konami collections. You you paid for them. You you have a you have a Castlevania collection. I'd say there's we some do. good Konami collections. Yeah. That's there's what I'm saying. But but the the, and the I Metal still, Gear I still, one still, was universally panned. Well, no, and I, I mean, and I think that like in, in retrospect, I feel the other Konami collections like uh, don't qu- don't live up to what what the what, what's the what's the company the the great collections. The other ones. Uh, Undercover digital eclipse. Di- digital yeah, digital eclipse. Digital eclipse. Yeah. Well, yeah, nothing really does that. But I mean, I still really want the Metal Gear Solid collection. I think the main thing was that they didn't really change it much from the other Solid collection that they released before, and also that was what was better. But uh, it, it wasn't as panned as the as the Arkham collection was. At least those games are still playable. True. 
But that's it for my, my bingo. I was going to say, with all the talk of uh, pirates and Sea of Three, Sea of Thieves, we can jump into the direct and talk about how we didn't get Sea of Thieves, but it probably wouldn't run on Switch anyway. But we did get Grounded, which I think you had that on your bingo card. I don't know what Grounded is, but it's I uh, do, I do. But it would it would fit into our upcoming uh, expansion pack episode where we talk about that's what you are for not doing your research. Teeny characters. Oh, yeah. Imagine imagine Honey I Shrunk the Kids in the Yard. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, was interested by totally it. That. I was interested by it because it's just got first person stuff in it, and you you can like knock down giant grass stalks or something, right, with your sword or whatever. You can watch an ant die and cry. <laughs> so tell me about grounded. Does well, I mean, yeah, I guess you just did. <laughs> I did. I give you the thumbnail, the fortune cookie yeah. version. So yeah, we saw. So we saw grounded. Uh, it's coming. When's the what's the what's the release date on here? Oh. uh April, April 16th. Okay. And also there was, you know, there was another announcement about we found Which out what did. was what was happening with Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves, and they're not coming to Switch. That's what's happening with those. Yeah, I was <laughs> confused about that. I was, I was confused about, about that because I thought the wording of the, the headlines, there, there was an article from Microsoft's official blog, and it just, the way it worded it, it like lumped all four of the games together and said, these four games are coming to other consoles, and so I thought, oh, all those games are coming to other consoles. I think that that was out, that was also like prefaced in the the rumor mill by saying Microsoft is bringing these four games to, you know, Switch, PlayStation, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, whatever. So I thought the the headlines, the news releases, IGN did a similar headline where I thought they did a poor job explaining that not all the games are coming to every console. So essentially, Switch is getting. Uh, well, I guess we'll, we'll go in order of. Should we go in order of, of the directors? We just spill it all right now because these kind of these four games were all talked about at once. I think it makes sense to talk about it right now. Oh, oh, the uh, the Microsoft stuff. I mean, yep. we could you could talk about yeah, Pentiment. I mean, Pentiment's the only one. Yeah, that uh, is so also gra- on the list. So that's in, fine. Grounded in Pentiment coming to Switch, Hi-Fi Rush, and and PlayStation is also is getting both of those. But PlayStation is also getting Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves, whereas Switch is not getting Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves. And Pentiments will be out by the time this episode posts, so mm-hmm. it's coming out on Thursday. But it's not; it is not on the eShop. I know. Uh, I said I thought I saw it, but I was wrong. It's now, not now, do we know if that's uh, Switch is not getting it now, or Switch is never getting it? Do we know? Do we have clarity on that? I think maybe never, because I would think that. It would have been announced with the other stuff if it was, right? On the flip side, there was a data mine or something. Somebody dug into some code and found found some preparations for the switch in Hi-Fi Rush. This was like two or three weeks ago. So I I think it's coming eventually. I think it's not right now. Maybe it's for the um, whatever. The, the switch 2. The rumored switch 2 that still doesn't exist. So it can't be delayed yet. This doesn't actually exist. The super ultra mega King Kong Nintendo Switch. Yes, that one. So yeah, all that Microsoft stuff, which there was a some meeting about. They had their business meeting last week, right, where they said they're gonna bring their stuff to other things, which was kind of something they'd been wanting to do for a while. But yeah, now we have a couple coming to Switch. I'm really interested in Pentiment because I heard really good Me things too. about Me that too. game. So uh, we'll see. I mean, I already bought. A I couple. keep wanting to call it pertinent. I don't know why, but Pentiment. It's so pertinent. Yeah, there was. I already bought a couple things from today's direct. So. So I, don't, yeah. I don't even know, so I don't know how much uh, pentiment will be, but 
I, I want to know more about it before I jump into buying it. Because like I said, I, I got some other things. But I'm a sucker for a game with a great art style. And the art style alone just has me. I don't really care what kind of game it is. The story's supposed to be really, really good too. Just the way it... I, I just, I need to learn more about it. Another thing I need to learn more about, because I don't know anything about it, is Ender Magnolia, Bloom in the Mist. What is that? Oh, yeah. So there's no, there's Ender Lilies. Uh, what's what's that, is that game called? It's called Ender Lilies, Curse of the Something, or maybe it's just called Ender Lilies. I don't know. But this is a sequel, basically. There's another Ender game already out on Switch. Okay. And it's a, I believe they're, they're Metroidvanias. This looks very much like Metroidvania to me. In fact, I thought it looked a lot like, like Ori, just in the, the layout and the, the, the color palette and all that stuff. It kind of, Ori I, vibes. I'm hoping that based on how they describe it, that it's sort of like a Castlevania, uh, Aria of Sorrow, where you're like collecting souls, but it sounds like you're collecting like whatever the, is this the right game I'm thinking of? They're like these, uh, these beings that are stuck. And they kind of like become your allies as you go. They, I remember they kept saying homunculi. That's a homunculi. Yeah, a that's word right. That they so keep like, talking about the homunculi. I wonder if they're not like the souls in Ari of Sorrow, where they give you abilities and stuff. Could be. I mean, yeah, it shows like kind of the shadowy form uh, coming off of you that'll do stuff. Like I see one right now with like an angel with a gun shooting for you. Yeah. It definitely does look really cool in the art style, and it does kind of have like a horror ish vibe to it like castlevania so yeah i thought it looked i thought it looked neat but i also was tired of them saying homunculi because they say it like 10 yeah. times in the, in the trailer i'm like that was almost my middle name i was like i could just be me homunculi because well don't ever that? get into paleontology I'm, I'm not planning on it you'll be saying similar words a lot yeah <laughs> i used to want it to want to when i was a kid but i heard it you couldn't make any money in it so say homunculi you can still say it <laughs> no uh, paleontology the next one is a, a weird slidey game that just kind of looks... It's like, have you ever wanted to um, play a game where you're on a conveyor belt, sort of, but you control the conveyor belt? Like I think it game. looks really interesting. I'm yeah. actually super interested because Our I love those... Our style looks really cool, too. I love those slide puzzles. You know, we've talked about this before. Oh, yeah, I you do. I love those slide I'm, puzzles. I'm, it, it's I'm like a whole game them. that's one of those yeah. slide puzzles. The game is called Arranger, a role-puzzling adventure. A role-playing game. A roll of slider. Yeah. So no, but it the art from what I saw on the direct, the art style vaguely reminds me of Crypt of the Necrodancer or the the Hyrule mashup oh, of that. Uh, Cadence of Hyrule. Cadence yeah. of Hyrule. You know, because like yeah, it's happening on a slider, but it almost seems like there's kind of a, it, it almost has that kind of rhythmic movement to it, like the bounce from those games. Oh yeah, totally. No, it does. It, looking at it right now, it is kind of like that. Hopefully, it's better than that game because yeah, I, 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 I don't like that game. I did a podcast about it though. I like the music. Yeah, the music's great. The music was good. Yeah, I did kind of like the game, but that's. that's I heard the person who wrote that music started out on OC Remix. <laughs> probably true. Yeah, probably. We yeah. love the music. That's believable. Well, yeah, the, the art style does does look really cool on the slidey one. It kind of looks like you're inside of like a, a coloring book. You know, it kind of has like this flat images behind it, and it looks neat. But and it's all they're both kind of uh, coming out vague times in 2024. Well, this one's 2024 summer. The other ones. I just like the thoughts of like I'm walking down the street and somewhere like two miles away, someone's just falling into oblivion because I'm moving. (laughs) (laughs) That dude's having a bad day. It's like what if what if super hot was a slide puzzle? There you go. Kind of yeah, I got that. I got that a little bit because they said like they said a whole thing where like everything moves when you move, which is Mm -hmm. like this is super hot. But speaking of super super hot, super slide. Ever, super 
hot. Speaking of something that's hot, unicorn overload, baby. We get to see more of that. That was on my. That was on my. Uh, uh, that was bingo, on my bingo card. Bingo card I made that. And yeah, I did also put um, hi-fi rush because I'm a dummy. But uh, yeah, unicorn, unicorn, <laughs> unicorn overlord. It's coming out in a couple weeks. It looks very cool, and there is a demo that came out today, and it carries oh, it carries into the game. So I'm and very excited. And I played that demo. Oh, you did? What's it like? Yes. That was it. What do you think? Let me tell you about the demo. It's great. Uh, I don't think it's my kind of game, though. What I can tell already. Exactly? It's I mean, it's strategy, right? right? It reminds me a lot of uh, um, either like well, a lot like Advanced Wars or uh, Wargroove. It's similar where mm-hmm. you're you're doing these real time battles, but you're earning resources that allow you to deploy more things from your different like uh, you know you kind of liberate different states spots on the map from enemies, and then you can use those as deployment points for new units. It's kind of what it's like. And I mean, it's got like, it's definitely got some uh, fire emblem vibes for what I've played a fire emblem. As far as like, there's a whole lot of uh, dialogue. There's a whole lot of like uh, in-game animated cutscenes, which are really cool. And uh, they're probably one of the best part of it. It's just, it looks amazing. Yeah. It's a vanillaware uh, game who did, who did like, um, what was it? Uh, the new Muramasa? Muramasa, the Dedima blade, which I played. Which I played all the way through on Wii. Like I really like that game a lot. It's a really, really, really pretty game. Like, if nothing else, that's what it's got going for it. But uh, and the food. I understand these people like these games. Yeah, I understand why people like these kind of games. But I, I just, I get intimidated by these. And I played the demo. I played up through because it lets you get off. I guess it's sort of like a, a training area, you might call it, which is like the island where you're staying as you're like tutorial island departing to do other things yeah and so i just left that island and i'm like it the demo keeps going so there's more to do but uh i play i played probably about 30 minutes of it if it, if it doesn't already exist there i really hope there's some game where the tutorial island is actually literally called tutorial island there is outside like island yeah well out yeah yeah outside island is the same idea but i mean i'm just wanting something that literal it's ring, ringing a bell I, th- I think i think it exists somewhere i heard it was kind of like um a little bit like Final Fantasy twelve, like in the Gambit system, where it's like if this happens, this happens. So I'm kind of interested. In That's that, what I'm wondering. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's the combat's deeper, and I've only like seen a little bit of it. What I've seen so far reminds me a lot of Advance Wars, but um, and I played more of uh, Wargroove than Advance Wars, but I did play Advance Wars on the um, Wii U a little bit after I played Wargroove, just to like compare them, and so it's it's got that sort of gameplay loop i think and then there's probably more to it there's probably a lot more to it because this company's known for making exquisite games so i expect it to be a really great game for people that love that kind of thing i'm curious i don't know yeah i don't know if i'm willing to pay 60 bucks for it but i definitely want to try the demo because i want to see how it feels like it's like a it's like triangle strategy like i thought that game was beautiful i was awful at it I got destroyed. Like I, I, I barely won. Like I won with like one character left with maybe one hit point left. Like it was like, I was like, I suck at this game. Well, let's try it out. I will say as far as like the story goes, I don't know. It's, it's fairly tropey. So maybe it changes, but I'm not super impressed by the whole, like, you know, the whole, the whole point of the story where you're like a prince avenging the kingdom that fell under his mom's guidance or whatever. And his mom left him a special Artifact, which is kind of the namesake of the game. Left him the the Overlord hat. Well, 
the unicorn ring, but it's like connected to some mystical unicorn beast that's going to ultimately probably be the not the big bad, but maybe the big good. Maybe the big bad. I don't know. Maybe the big. Mid. Sometimes these games they turn out to be the big bad. Maybe the big neutral. Uh, let's. <laughs> that one's coming out on the eighth of March. Um, but the next one is something I'm interested in, even though I have the sequel to it, and that is Monster Hunter Stories. It's finally coming to the Switch, and that is the 3DS Monster Hunter Stories, which I always heard was better than Monster Hunter Stories 2. So I will be willing to try it again. So I think it's saying something when, uh, and I, and I didn't want to be too pessimistic, but you know I'm not saying anything. Other people aren't already saying that we got to be at the end of this console generation with the Switch because we're starting to see a lot of 3DS ports. <laughs> There's like two just in this. You know, spoilers. There's two just in this presentation. Um, hey, I'm not. We're, uh, pro- we're probably going to see even more. I'm ready, for and it. I'm okay with that. I but like it this. really is kind of like they're just going to keep like throwing stuff out there that maybe p- people missed the first time around. Right, because the ceiling on terms in terms of what they can accomplish on hardware that was already underpowered in 2017 is going to get yeah. smaller, <laughs> lower, and lower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Underpowered like almost eight years ago. Like we're what we're and like all a- the good Wii U games for the most part. With a few exceptions, They've already of course, been done. we know this. I mean, we're, a, yeah. we're we're like a week away from the Switch anniversary, pretty much, right? Almost. It's the only system third. I ever waited Cause it, cause in line third. for. Because it's the third. It's the third, right? March 3rd, yeah. March 3rd, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a week from the Sunday. I only know because I was watching wrestling earlier, and the anniversary of the Switch is the same day as AEW Revolution. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah, Monster Hunter Stories. I know some people will be happy because, like I said, they really like the 3DS one. And I like what I played at the 3DS one. There was a pretty hefty demo that came with it. That I played, and it was cool. And I like Monster. Oh, Hunter. so you never actually bought it on the 3ds? I did not own it. I only played the demo. Oh, cool. Well, then so, even more reason for you. To so buy it's it. new to me. The only one I bought was two, which I didn't like as much. I don't know the the the, the rock paper scissors thing like was kind of got annoying after a while, but it had some really cool uh, special move cutscenes that you could do. Are you talking about Monster Hunter Stories two on the Switch? Yeah, I'm talking about the Switch one. Now, is that a direct sequel to the first? Like, are you going to get more like a? Uh out of the game if you play the first one maybe i don't think i don't think it's the same characters or whatever i think it's just the same okay. i just think it's just the same world like final fantasy but that's coming the out monster hunter world yeah but that's coming out 2024 summer i just want to get on a giant monster and fly around that's, that's i want an open world with a fly with a flying beast i mean who, I like do- those. who doesn't I, I like it that's all you need that's that's what you need to hit like big open beautiful world give me a mount especially one with wings I like several mountains because I like mountains. Like, uh, you know, like uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. I had a lot of fun with that because you had a flying thing that you could fly around with. Yeah. Um, this one was kind of uh, out of the out of nowhere. Like, wasn't really leaked. Like, I kind of forgot about it. But De- Epic Mickey, remember that game? <laughs> that was a Wii no. game. <laughs> this is just kind of like this was the what the fuck moment for me, I guess. Where I was kind of like, same epic mickey huh i thought everybody forgot about that game this plays into what jeremy was just talking about though about like let's dig back into previous systems of a re-releasing to... a wii game yeah i mean it people always said it was good i mean it looked good in the in the direct i just i you know what i never cared about mickey he was never a favorite of mine of any yeah, of it's hard characters. to i feel the same like it looks like a good <laughs> game i mean it's been out for what 15 years now and you know i've had 15 years of chances to play it and just never felt bothered to do so. And there was even the sequel. There was Epic Mickey too. Just the same. Yeah. Felt like who cares about Mickey? I remember. Don't you remember when the, that game pretty. first came out? It was like part of the mission 
Disney was stating and, and Warren Spector who designed the game yeah, right. was stating like, like they wanted to infuse some life and character into Mickey and make him just as meaningful to video games as Mario. And I think they failed in that. Mickey is just still the same bland corporate character that he always was. And he's not relevant to video games. Which to me, I think is funny because it sounds like the whole like 80s and 90s kind of one of the uh, media tropes or whatever you want to call it was like more kids know who Mario is than Mickey in America. I remember that being yeah, a thing. And it's, that, like, yep. it's, like, it's like Disney still holding that to heart. They're Let's like, no. <laughs> well, actually, Mickey's yeah, a game Mickey. hero. God damn it. Someone's going to make a really good Steamboat Willie like game since that's in the public domain. Yeah. They actually the have. Mickey there were already made. several announced when when on the day of, of the, the release or whatever. Several Mickey games, Steamboat Mickey games and movies and all that stuff were announced. There's a Steamboat Willie level in the Sega CD Mickey Mouse game. I bet there is. Yeah, uh, I've, I've heard that's I a pretty good game. Mickey Mouse is actually a lot more popular than you think. Uh, Jess's brother's son is loves Mickey Mouse because there's a ton of like Mickey Mouse kids cartoons and Mickey Mouse is his yeah. favorite Disney character. So just cause, just cause we don't think he's that cool. doesn't mean that kids don't cause, cause he has, he has a ton of stuff. If you're a ton of stuff, if you're younger, you know, there's, there's a, there's a, a modern Mickey cartoon that's out there, which I've, I've heard from other sources that they've actually taken some risks with it. And for that reason, it's got some personality. So I think they were. I think that so that cartoon they were being a little bit wackier. They're a bit being a bit more like uh, the way cartoons used to be, like in the twenties and thirties or whatever, when they were just basically bending reality constantly because people were still learning how to use animation and like seeing like, oh, well, I could make his arm turning turn into a hammer right now instead of him grabbing a hammer, you know, stuff like that. Where they're just like, let's just do that because we can. And I do kind of think that'd be fun to see more in modern animation. And I think that was probably sort of what they were going for in that remake, which I didn't see, or, you know, the, cause I think they gave like that version of Mickey, the like little triangles out of his iris and all that, you know, like the old school look. Yeah. Mickey is basically on my list of game. I'll get if it's cheap enough, because I wouldn't mind trying it out, but it'd have to be like 10, 10 bucks. Or something. One thing I want to say about Epic Mickey is that I've always seen that, you know, up until recently, maybe, I don't know. I, I, I guess I haven't made mental stock of it, but that's just a game I always saw anywhere I'd go where I saw, where there were used games. There was always yeah. Epic Mickey, like oh yeah, yeah. really yeah, cheap, like two bucks or something. Yeah, you yeah. see it around a lot. Maybe I should just do that. Maybe I should just buy it for Wii for like five dollars and just play it on. That. In fact, I think they've got it at the disc replay, and it's been on the GameCube shelf for a while. I'll bet I keep thinking about buying it, but I haven't. I'll say it's a Wii, it was a Wii game. I'll bet, oh, you, yeah. I'll bet you anything we find it at JCD and Hoppy when we go. But, you know, it would be interesting to me to see a like a, a YouTube video with a graphic comparison, like a side-by-side comparison of the Wii and the Switch versions. Oh, it's, it's, it's out there. I, I watched it. Oh, it has. Yeah. Okay. Well, that doesn't, I think like doesn't... Nintendo Life made one or something, okay. but you can find it. It's I do on, think that it looks pretty. YouTube. This new one looks pretty. It, 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 it did grab me good. at first. It did make me go like, oh, what? First, I recognized it as Epic Mickey right away, but but despite that, it, I felt like, oh, I actually kind of feel like I want to try it. Did I actually miss something? I think it was a good presentation. Uh, but yeah, I, I was quickly, uh, I, I've talked talk about this before. Rather than remakes, I always want to play the original game if I missed it. And so that's just what I went right back to. I want to play the original game. It made me want to play the original. I want, wanted to give it a fair shake. For sure. Or a fair wave or whatever. Uh, that's coming out 
another random, random 2024 time. This one I was excited about until I figured out what it actually was. The next one. And that is Shin Megami Tensei Five Vengeance, which I did put on my bingo card because there was a rating of it leaked in Korea or something like that. Like it was, it was in the news. Uh, I saw it around and I was like, oh, that must be some new Shin Megami Tensei thing. And I was like, oh, cool. It's DLC. I never got to beat five. I really liked five a lot. And I was like, cool. I'll go back and be and play more five and beat it and do this. No, it's basically persona. It's like persona five Royal Royal or like, uh, or like Persona 4 Golden or whatever. It's the same game released again with extra shit. So it's not DLC. Oh. So you have to buy the whole thing all over again. And, I, and I'm not excited about that. I want to play the one that I already have and beat it and then buy an extra thing. So that's kind of a weird step, I guess. I guess the big thing is um, it's releasing to every other console. So Jeremy can play it now when it goes to PlayStation Plus. You can try it out and, and get your ass kicked because it's totally it's totally the Elden Ring of of, of, uh, of turn based RPGs. Oh, I, like they will kick your fucking ass up and down in that game. I made it to the first significant boss and never made it further, and then I put it down, and never picked it up again. Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah, five. You played five? The Switch yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's hard, right? Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I did, yeah, I didn't know. You, I didn't know you played five. I did. Yeah, I got it for oh Christmas maybe. Th- through the the Christmas right after it released, whatever year that was. Okay, yeah, it, yeah, it released around the end because I remember I played three because I had Nocturne came out. They released the PlayStation Two game, which I love that one too. And five was like was like that was was very similar to that game. You talked about not liking the rock paper scissors model of the other game, and that what is Shin Megami Tensei but rock paper scissors? But I like that though the press turn where you where it's it's almost kind of like Pokemon in that way where you have the different types of the different attacks that do different things. Like I like that. It's okay. like rock paper scissors. Well, there's a lot more types. It's like Pokemon more. It's a very hard Pokemon. If, if you if you think Pokemon's too easy, play Shin Megami Tensei. Ooh, it's Elden Pokemon. <laughs> Well, Shin Megami Tensei actually outdates Pokemon. Oh, by, for by the sure, way. for sure. So I, I was I like bring that up for anybody who was saying anything about like Dragon Quest monsters. I was like, well, well, Dragon Quest monsters is actually based on Shin Megami Tensei, which is older than Pokemon. So I know for a fact that the original it's not a Dragon Quest Pokemon. I know for a fact that the original Shin Megami Tensei is was on uh, the PC engine. Was that the only platform it was on, or was it multi-platform from the get-go? Uh, the I believe. The before the Shin, just regular Megami Tensei was on NES or was on Famicom. Okay, okay. I know, I know that because I have, I bought the Super the Super Famicom version of it that was translated. I bought like a Super Nintendo, because they remade it, they re-released it on Famicom. I bought like an English version of that. Okay. So I've played that game actually on my Super Nintendo, and it's cool. But of of Megami Tensei, but I wanted to play. Actually, I bought the wrong thing. I wanted to play the original Shin Megami Tensei on Super Famicom. But I played the remake of the NES game. Anyway, regardless, they're all good. Try them out if you really want to try a hard-ass RPG game where you get to collect monsters. They're all based on different uh, religious, like, gods and demons and stuff. It's really cool. Like, the stuff that you get is, is like, real shit. Like, you can collect fucking Pazuzu from, from, from The Exorcist, like the actual demon from the movie, which is awesome. So I And I totally had that demon because The Exorcist is one of my favorite movies ever. So, uh, yeah. Uh, June 21st. If you didn't play Shin Megami Tensei 5, you can play it on this one. And yeah, it's interesting. It's going multi-platform and all that. So maybe, like I said, maybe it'll show up on PlayStation Plus or uh, or whatever, Game Pass. Or whatever. You know, so I'll, I'll look real it. quick and see if it's on Steam. I thought it was going to everything, so I think it's releasing on everything. But actually, my, my game of the show, my game of the direct, or one of the ones that I'm the most excited about, which I said in my middle name, is the Star Wars Battlefront Classic Collection. Uh, I never played 
Star Wars Battlefront 1, and I think it's kind of weird that it's in there because I think they're kind of similar, but whatever. Star Wars Battlefront 2, I played the shit out of it. When I first bought my PS2, that was one of the first games that I got. And, man, I love the fuck out of that game. It was basically like... Many, uh, what? How many Battlefront games are there and how many are in the, are in this collection? I think there's only two. I think there's only... Well, there's only two in this collection. There is There was sequels past two, but those were the shitty AA ones where they uh, microtransacted you to death, which I do actually have one because I bought it for eight bucks because nobody wanted it, you know? So, and it's, you know, it's whatever. It's not, it, it's no way as good as two. Like I loved Star Wars Battlefront two. It was just, it was kind of like, it was almost kind of like a Star Wars GTA because you ran around as like, you could play as a stormtrooper or like a rebel uh, person, depending on what timeline you you picked. And you could play through all of the timelines that existed at the time, you know, the good ones, not the sequels. So uh, you could be in the prequel time or the or the or the original trilogy time, and uh, you could play as like the droids, or you could play as like the um, whatever the the Empire, and you could you could play as like uh, stormtroopers, you could play as rebel characters. But you can also get into vehicles, and you can move around the the planet, and you can also like get in spaceships and go and do space battles, and like land inside of spaceships, and also walk around and shoot people. Like it, it was fucking cool. Like uh, actually, the original Battlefront Three which didn't come out, was made by the people who did Time Splitters. So it was going to be made by the people who did Free Time radical. Splitters. Free Radical, yeah. And there was a video that was released that showed you like getting into a spaceship and taking off from the planet and going through space, into space, having a space battle, and landing on a spaceship and coming out. This one is actually, I think it's separate. I think there's space battles and there's uh, planet battles, but you can still, you know, you can still like uh, get in different... Uh, different vehicles. different uh, vehicles and fight people and yeah it's it was it's supposed to be fully online which is awesome and uh in in the Star Wars Battlefront 2 there was hero mode where it was kind of like a power up but you would become you could become like Darth Vader or like Obi-Wan Kenobi or like Darth Maul or like you know gen- or like whatever uh General Grievous or wh- whoever you could become these super powered characters and go around and kill people and it, it was just fun as fuck like i had a great time with it uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 had a single player mode where you get to start at the very beginning. You basically play as a stormtrooper, but you get to fight with the Empire as they kill everyone. That's why I was talking about, like, I'm ready to kill the younglings again because you totally get to walk around with Anakin and kill all the Jedis and all that from Episode 3. And it's just basically all about the rise of the Empire. And you start in the, you know, you start in the prequels and you go all the way through, uh, through the original trilogy and all that. And yeah, and you start as like a, what, 101st uh, stormtrooper, but you get to, but you get to do, get to do Anakin stuff too. And yeah, I had a fucking blast with that game. Like that was one of my favorite PlayStation games. So I'm very excited to have it, see it come to switch and I'm totally buying it. So that was one of my big, one of my big peaks of the thing. And yeah, just the fact that it's going to have online mode again and you can actually play it online. It's great because I I had a ton of I played it online with the PS2 with the fucking Ethernet cable plugged into the wall. I had a great time with that. Do we know if it's going to be cross-platform multiplayer? You know what? I was wondering about that. I hope so, but I haven't seen any articles saying that it is or it isn't. I would think I would guess yes, but don't quote me on it. Well, I just added the game to my wish list on Steam. So if it's cross-platform, maybe we can find each other there. But I had a lot of fun with it, and it's going to have the uh, there's a hero mode deathmatch thing where you can just play as the heroes. Like if you just want to just play as like Darth Vader and Obi Wan or whatever, you can do that. And I remember that was fun. You just you'd play in Tatooine, and they would just play like the weird songs while you're doing it. Like said, they'd play like Lapty Neck or or like the Jizz Whalers song or you know like oh, the the weird. Yes. 
You know who I'm talking about, the Jizz Whaler. Yes, of from, course, uh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> from the first movie. So we talked about the piece that plays in the Star Wars Cantina in the first yeah, movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be great. But, to... the, la- but the Lapty Neck song was the song that was replaced by that really shitty song from the, from the where they, the Lucas version. Yeah, yeah. You know, where they added the new, whatever. Yeah. But it was, and, and they put Yub Nub in there too, so they had all these like fun songs that like weren't in there anymore. It was just, it, it was a great like game for a Star Wars nerd like myself, and I I really enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was really fucking cool. Has there ever been Bib Fortuna in any of the Star Wars games? Because that's a guy that needs oh, to Bib show Oh, Bib Fortuna. Him. I don't know. There actually, uh, there's going to be some DLC on here that I guess I heard was exclusive to Xbox originally or something like that. But there is some extra stuff on there that wasn't on the PlayStation 2 version that I played. So there are they are adding a couple characters that weren't on there. So, But yeah, I just it was just a fun-ass game to play. Like it's, It was really good. Really good online multiplayer and really good single player too. So... I recommend checking it out. And it's on sale for $30. I think it's 35 I mean, you could say that's a little steep, but keep in mind that they're that this is this is something that's going to have an online system. So, you know, they should you should pay for that cuz people work on that. <laughs> you know, it's not like you're just getting the game. But I, but I highly recommend it. I think South Park Snow Day looks pretty cool. I haven't played the other two South Park games, but this one seems a bit different from from the others. Yeah, it, it looks okay. I, I just kind of have a, I don't know, sorry, I I can't do South Park anymore. They're just, they've become no. like so transphobic that it's just like, a, it just kind of hurts me to see their stuff that's that's kind of like, I don't know. But, I, I, I kind of find time. it odd that it's still a, like, a viable video game franchise, but at the same time, you know, it's still a, I mean, at this point, it's a piece of legacy media that's been around for so long that it makes sense that they're still making ips off of it but like yeah it's weird it's weird to like play as you know some kid you know the kids from south park like obviously it's going to be tongue-in-cheek and not so tongue-in-cheek uh offensive humor and all that but honestly i don't see like the appeal of the gameplay i thought the game looked all right but yeah like i said uh, i don't know south park's kind of become like border borderline uh right-wing stuff at times i don't know (laughs) It's it, they've kind of lost their way as, as a what do they say on Talking Simpsons? It's like, you know, it's just it's rich people trying to they're kind of right, like right about like real life or whatever anymore more so than. Yeah. 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 Lip, uh, but there are a lot of really, really awful transformative jokes in there, which are just make me cringe. Die young enough as a good guy to not see yourself become the bad guy. Sure. I mean, ever since they did that whole episode about a trans wrestler, which I'm pretty sure was felt like it was directed at one of my favorite wrestlers, I I've swore off the show forever. So it seemed like it was an anti Nyla Rose episode. So they can fuck right off for that. What about Sword Art Online Fractured Daydream? I've never understood this <laughs> series and like what is Sword Art? Is it like people looking at swords on DeviantArt or something? What what is what we does have, that mean? It, it, it makes it, nothing it, to me. I was it's gonna say I, nothing to me. It well it's an anime and I know I actually know one of our uh one of our listeners likes this series a lot because I know that he's played through a lot of them on Switch and there are a lot of them out there. Yeah, I don't really know anything about it either, but I don't know. This game looks cool from what I saw of it. I was going to say, I, <laughs> I I understand all of those words individually, but I don't understand them yep. together. <laughs> <laughs> That's the case with a lot of anime, anime titles. It's like, yeah, this makes sense separately, but together, this is word salad. Yeah. I like, I like, the, I like the new anime stuff where they explain exactly what it is. Like that one that's like, I got turned into a slime and I ate this today. <laughs> and that's what the show is called. Like, I, I guess they want it. I heard that it's it's so they want you to know, like, what's I guess it comes for like a lot of the manga where they 
want you to know exactly what you get if you're buying it. You know, it's like the ones that have the really long titles that tell you like everything about it. I know. I know you mentioned on the uh, in the Slack, John, but that anime about the eating food in the dungeons is so good. Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Jess and yeah, I have been I watching it. Uh, Dun- Dungeon Meshi. Well, Dungeon Meshi yeah. is the it's the Japanese, but yeah, the and it's called in Delicious Dungeon. in Dungeon. Yeah, yeah, we've been watching. We've been watching all those. That show's really good. But there's not a game of that, unfortunately. There should be. There should be. It's so good. But you know what? There is a game of, I don't know, Gundam. Yeah, Gundam. This actually looks kind of cool. Like this is the the first Gundam game in a while where I've been like, I think I might actually think this is kind of cool. We're talking about it, Gundam Breaker Four. It seems like it's like more toy like. Yeah, it's like the it's, the it's like down. the it's supposed to be like Gunpla stuff, right? Which is like the models and whatnot, kind of yeah. like. Is that what Gunpla means? Kind yeah. Kind of like uh, based on that, where you sort of like build your your uh, machines. I don't know. I love Gundam. I would love for there to be a good Gundam game. So I'm I'm totally for it if it's good because I really I really enjoyed the original. I like the original Mobile Suit Mobile Suit Gundam, and I like Zeta, and I actually really liked uh, the newest one, also the the Witch of, Witch from Mercury was really good too. So and you said it was called Gundam Breaker Four. Yeah, I'm looking on Steam, and the most recent thing I find is New Gundam Breaker from 2018. Oh, okay. Well, this one was announced today, but yeah, if it's, I would love to, you know, I'd like to have a, like a good, they kept mech, saying Gunpla and I was like, I thought you were Gundam. No Gunpla. I was like, what does that mean? So they didn't really explain, but I guess that's like you said, that's the models. Based yeah. Off of yeah. The, the, the Gunpla are like the toys and models that you get, that you put together, like uh, that you buy. Would that giant Gundam in uh, Japan be considered a Gunpla? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. We didn't go Somebody directly. put it together. We didn't go, go directly to it, but we did actually, we were in a, train and i saw it in the back in the distance when we went to uh, tokyo disney and i was like oh, like me in the like, sphere in vegas i was like oh there's the gundam thing back there i just realized that was what it was like because i because i didn't really know where we were just riding back and i was like oh there's the fucking gundam thing back because you could see oh, there's it, a it, kaiju because it, light, it like lights up really bright and i was like oh it's back there so is it like to scale i mean like is it I almost said life life size, but like you know, it's supposed to be. Yeah, okay. it's, it's it big, is a scale. It, it's big and it like moves and it plays the and it plays the song like it plays the original theme song you, from. Uh, the I think it's the actually like uh, you'd think it'd have to be about the same size as the Statue of Liberty. Then I didn't stand next to it, but I saw it in the distance and it looked big from the train. Okay, so I, I think it's actually like videos uh, of it on, it, on it like, utilizes uh, like Instagram, like hydroelectric stuff. Or, not you know what I'm talking about not hydroelectric uh, animatronic. No, what's the things that are in a hydraulic? Machines that are hydraulic based. Hydraulic. There we go. I think it's hydraulic. Mm, could be. Like I think it's an actual like hydraulic machine. You know, obviously it's a. It can move. A display model, but it's it's an actual. If you really want to get down to brass tacks, it's a it's a machine. It's like a not too dissimilar from like a construction machine and how it's. A, I believe it. So it's not just a static made. statue, but it has movement. exactly. But this game, and if uh, needed, if, the, if Japan is attacked, it will be deployed and put to use. <laughs> I hope so. Right. And Godzilla will come out of the ocean to help. I uh, I like the way I like the way the Gun and Breakers looks. Uh, I, I would love to have a mech game that actually plays well, that's fun to play. So, I'm I'm definitely interested in this game. Hopefully, it's good. I think it looks I think it looks cool. And like I said, I like. Uh, hopefully, you don't need to know all of the Gundam stuff because there's a lot of shows. That's that's all I want. But yeah, no, it, I like a good actiony mech game. There was kind of. I a thought lot- a Gundam is actually short for guns. Damn. <laughs> well, no, I was just going to make a similar joke. I was like, if I go visit the statue of Gundam Liberty, I want, I'm going to stand at the foot and say, "Gun, 
damn it. <laughs> you know, uh, what was yeah. it? Well, well, Gundam Wing. I think Gundam Wing, which was like the... That was the one that was on like Toonami. The flying and, one. Toonami and all that. Uh, the one that was supposedly made mm. for ladies because all the dudes are sexy in it or whatever. Uh, <laughs> that yeah. They said that Gundams were made from Gundamanium <laughs> in that one. <laughs> That's the only series that said that, which is pretty hilariously dumb. <laughs> it's almost it's almost as hilarious so like as, as unobtainium. Uh, I was just going to say unobtainium. It's like it's like almost as dumb as uh. As or does it go into a Gundamanium rage? I don't know. It's just yeah. It's just Metachlorians. It's just a MacGuffin, really, yeah. guys. I mean, it's just like you know, adamantium was a stupid name too originally because it just added it's just a MacGundam. But yeah, anyway, I like that. I like that game. It's coming out sometime this year. Uh, Super Monkey Ball Banana Rumble, a brand new Monkey Ball game. I'm, that, I'm into that. That's yeah, this, this was a very pleasant surprise. Yeah, it's been a while since we got a brand new one, right? We get got a couple of like remakes and stuff. Well, I think they needed. I guess you know, they, they probably time, wanted to see the popularity of it with the remakes, and I guess it was popular enough. And I had this one on my bingo card because Pioro basically, like you know, tweeted a picture of a monkey in a ball. So that's yeah. how I heard yep. there was a monkey ball coming. So. It, for all you knew, though, it could have been another remake because there's so many of those games that came out that were not good. After two. yeah, 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 I saw I saw a lot of people talking about a uh, Monkey Ball Adventure, the GameCube one, which I did buy when it was new, and I ended up trading it in later because it was it wasn't good. It was not a good game, but uh, this one looks cool, and it I like. Uh, I know John, you probably like that it lets you play with motion control if that's what you want. Yeah, and I, 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 I like. Pr- I don't prefer that mode, but Monkey some people do. But it's this they one has a, really well. This one has online multiplayer too, though. You can do uh, explain yes. how this works. And I think the only multiplayer mode is the so it's like a, a, a it's kind of a battle royale. It looks like because you could only, as far as I can tell, the multiplayer is only for that sixteen player mode. So I, I, I'm I'm struggling to understand how the sixteen player works because it, the monkey ball. There's different modes on there. So there's there's gonna be like there, racing. There's a racing mode. There's a fight a robot mode, and then there's another one also that's in the online. And then they said there were going to be more modes. Yeah. I thought I saw one where they were tilting the levels with the 16 players. And I wonder how that works. Like, because in Monkey Ball I think you, 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 one I think you tilt, tilt it to your... Yeah, I think it's just... It looks like you're tilting the level, which it is in your perspective. That is actually what's happening, but I think when there's multiple players, you're tilting it from your perspective. But yeah, I think it's so only as well. tilting it in your. I think I think world. it's just only affecting you. It's just because you're playing. So it it's kind of like everybody else is in a like a ghost mode or something like that. You're not. You're only affecting your individual level. You're not. I think you're moving yourself, but people. from your perspective, it looks like you're moving the level. Yeah, that's that's what I think too. If you're playing with the motion control, so I think it doesn't actually affect yeah. everyone else. Gotcha. So is this is this part of Sega's new enterprise of bringing new no. games to old franchises, or this is not part of that? This I, is just kind of a side thing. I, would, I don't I, think so. I would say I no this, because this was announced with all those. No, I think I think those are more like legacy title, like sixteen yeah. bit and all that kind of stuff. Well, but they, they have Jet Jet Set Radio in there, which is oh, you're right, you're right, corrected. Yep. Uh, Crazy tax. Well, I was going to say no on Super Monkey Ball because maybe just because it hasn't been like dormant for as long. Just because they did these remakes, like they did Banana I mean, Blitz, there's so and they did many, one and two. And, there's so many Monkey Ball games. And they the kind of never really stopped making them, I guess. It Maybe there was away. kind of a little bit of a break, but not as much of a break between like 
Jet Set Radio an hour or whatever. Yeah, know? or Golden X. Whereas this isn't this isn't yeah. this isn't like going back to a beloved franchise that's been dead for twenty years, right? Okay. Right. Will this be the third Monkey Ball game that's showing up on the Switch or the fourth? I think it's the third. Third, it's third because they did Banana Blitz and they did, yeah. uh, and then they did the one and two remake, and I have all of them, yeah. and they're all they're all cool. I'm, I'm, I don't I'm care for Banana Blitz, but no, I mean I, I do got, have it. I got it on sale. I mean, I don't dislike it. I like that you didn't have to play it with motion control anymore. So I thought that made it. The best one is the one that you used the Wii Balance board on the Wii. I never played that one. I'm sure it was awesome. No, the, the best one was uh, was Monkey Ball Junior in Game Boy Advance. We've talked about this. You're actually right about that. That one is cool. What would be interesting is if some fan made like a fan D make for the NES that uses the power pad. Oh yeah. That'd be good. Oh, that'd be sure. That'd yeah. be pretty wild. I tried that out. Like like Marble Madness kind of, but with Monkey Ball. Because Mar- Mar- like Marble Janky Madness Ball. is kind of mo- is kind of Monkey Ball. Right? Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, did but using the power pad as the control scheme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be pretty wild. Or the Rolling Rocker. <laughs> <laughs> or the no. Um, Horrible Redenbacher. Or, or or the U Force or G Force whatever. Is that really terrible thing that I have that never worked? The Interactor. The Power Glove. No, it was called like the U Force. I saw a video of it not that long ago on Twitter. It was like this. It was like this flat thing that opened and it had a little like thing that you stuck in there and you like steered yeah. it and it yeah, was I've seen that. Yep. awful. I got one for Christmas. It never worked. Never got to work. Um, but that's that's coming out uh, June twenty fifth. Um, there's you can do like a deluxe edition that gets extra characters. I'm I'm imagining that the that the characters that are in there are like similar to the ones that you got for the last Monkey Ball game where they had like they had like Kiryu Kazuma in there. And they yeah. had like the Shin Megami Tensei guy in there, and like a Joker for Persona. Key. Like they did a whole bunch of different uh, Sega characters that you could that you could get and un- unlock or pay for or whatever. So I'm guessing that's probably what it is. And and it's weird to see them running around in balls. But World of, World of Goo too. I was a uh, I was super psyched about this from the Game Awards. Like I said, I think it was one of the best things that happened there. And uh, yeah, I hope it. Now I really I love World of Goo one. On Switch, I have the soundtrack on vinyl because I think I love, I love the soundtrack so much. On Wii, yeah. I have it on Switch too. I didn't like it as much on Switch because I thought it worked better with the pointer controls, and I don't think the pointer controls work very well on Switch. So hopefully, and this was a pretty early release on Switch. Hopefully, it's better now. You know, I know you could always play on the touch screen, and that was a better way to do it. But I'm still really excited about. It. I'm still going to get it. I just hope that it plays better than World of Goo One did on Switch. You know, it was really it was really made for the for the Wii pointer control, and I think that was the best way to play it. So I mean, it played. So I played it on the PC, which it works well with the mouse. You know, mm-hmm. but that's kind of what the Wii was emulating. For sure. I mean, it's like a yeah, it was an air mouse, but I had I had a ton of fun with the first one. Like I said, the soundtrack was fantastic, and it was such a it had this like sadness to it too. Like the world pretty much ends at the end. So hopefully they yeah. uh, find a way to. I mean, this is two, so the world must have been rebirthed somehow. <laughs> I, I need to. I need to just play World of Goo. World of Goo is awesome. You should. Well, okay. Yep. I literally have fantastic it. music. I literally yeah, have. I have, it I have my... the record of the soundtrack. I bought. Yeah. I bought the vinyl. Yeah, I like that's it that what, much. That's what yeah. you were saying. Yeah. No, I literally and as have the. Trey's game. right. It has a very somber kind of mm-hmm. tone to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has like this, but it has this like this sadness through the whole thing, and it. it yeah, it was great, and and the whole world is like kind of dying while you're playing the game so it very much has but i, I kind of love that also maybe over the you break, have the game john 
so I literally have the game in my Steam library. I'm not sure whether or not I've downloaded it on the Steam Deck yet or not. So I'm that close to being able to play the thing, and I just still have never done that. So maybe over, oh, you could probably use the touchscreen. Maybe over break. Yeah. Maybe, maybe when we go on the break for you know the intermission for the show, I'll go grab my Steam Deck and see if it's installed and install it. If not, okay, okay, hopefully work. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, to try the game too. I'm, so like I would like to play the game on the original system. I can't, I, unfortunately, because the way things are, I can't buy. You can't because it was a Wii. Wii. It was Wii Wii. It was WiiWare. So it was, you, it was one so of the first. Like, there's yeah, no physical edition of that whatsoever. Um, so there's no way to play it on the Wii if you don't already have it. You just on have your Wii. you just have to come so to I'll my house. And, Switch. You just have to come to my house and play it on the Wii U because I have it on there. I transferred it from the Wii to the Wii U. Well, then I know what we're doing next time I get to Chicago. I can, I can, uh, you can play it with the pointer control the way it was meant to be. <laughs> the way, the way the, the way the Dark Lord intended it. Yes, the way the universe intended it. The way Good intended it. Ah, <laughs> there okay, you go. yeah, that's so bad. It's good. That's a good one. Uh, but speaking of good, Fantasy Life finally has a release date. Fantasy Life, the girl who steals time. Can you know what? I actually think this looks really cool. It looks like Animal oh, yeah, Crossing. I think with it looks great. Yeah, I thought it was like Stardew meets Animal Crossing meets a little bit of Monster Hunter. I actually think I might get this. It looks really cool. I heard a lot of really good things about Fantasy Life on 3DS, and I always kind of wanted to get it, but I never did. But people swore by that game. Like, I heard people say they put, like, thousands of hours into it. And I mean, friend of the show, uh, I, I know Fuchsia, like, uh, was a big fan of it and all that. And is I this a remake or is this a new game it. in the series? This That's is, the one where your actual game. friends become, like, characters in your game, right? I think so. This is a brand new game. This is a sequel to the 3DS one, I believe. So, but I've heard I've heard great things about it. It looks like Animal Crossing with more of an adventure purpose, like, and I think that's sort of what I always kind of gathered from playing it. And it came out around a time where there was like a what was that other game that came out with the demons that were like, uh, you know, Bill Trinidad ate all the donuts. Oh, uh, Yokai Watch. Yeah, it kind of yeah. like those. There's like this whole amalgamation of those kind of games that happened all at once on the 3DS, but Fantasy Life always kind of stuck out more to me as something I might want to check out because, yeah, it's it's like, uh, from what I gather, it's sort of like if what Rogue, or not Rogue, what, uh, or what, what it was the Harvest Moon did, yeah, the Rogue Factory, or... Rune Factory? Rune Factory. Rune Factory. That, why am I wanting to say Rogue? It's like Rune Factory to Animal Crossing, right? Sort of. Kind of, yeah. It, it's yeah, it's like Animal Crossing, but you can get um you can get like uh whatever uh you can get uh jobs, like RPG jobs yeah. and all that, which I you know how I I love RPG jobs, so mm-hmm. I've been interested in this one for a while. Like I said it was It's got an interesting title, like it doesn't sound like something that's gonna take off. <laughs> you know, it sounds like one of those games that people aren't gonna quite know what to think of it, like What's the name of it again? Like, Fantasy Life. No, no, but what's the name? It's like the the subtitles like the girl who steals time. time. It it almost sounds like the subtitle to like a you know game. I was to say, isn't that that's an anime too, right? The the girl who stole time or something. Or, or there was, yeah. there, was <laughs> there was a movie I saw that had a similar title. The girl like with the time tattoo. Game. Yeah, isn't it made by like? Uh, I thought it was made by. Um, Level five. How yeah, to steal it's, your it's, time? It's, it's a level. It's a level five game. Uh, so this game doesn't. I'm looking at the Nintendo site for this game. And it doesn't and list the made, price uh, yet. They made like Professor Layton and stuff, right? Level five, probably. Yeah. I mean, they they also made. I mean, speaking of Yokai Watch, they made Yokai Watch. Makes sense why I think the name sounds like a Professor Layton game. But yeah, I thought it looks really cool, and now it's got a, a release date. So yeah, is this Nintendo exclusive? 
I think so. Yeah, I would imagine so. It's not on Steam. I see. If you guys see me grabbing my phone every time we talk about a new game, I'm it's ninety nine percent of the time I'm checking Steam because you only play on your uh, Steam deck. That's not true. (laughs) That's not true. Whenever you think it's a good time for a detour, I'll I'll say that. I don't know if now's the time for that. No, we got we got to get we got to get through this. Yeah. Um, Oh. You're a, another crab's treasure. I'm interested in this game. It's I think okay. This we, looks we, can cool. sit, we can sit in the dark and talk. Uh, another, yeah, another crab's treasure. We've seen this one before, I think, right? The Souls-like thing uh, with the yeah. We've seen another direct. We did, we did, and I thought it was interesting. They actually said in this direct, they said the term "Souls-like adventure," which "Souls-like" isn't you know it's it's adapt, adapted from. A term adapted from a specific game, right? Yeah. So I think it's interesting that they would use that term, and yet they never say Metroidvania, and will never say Metroidvania. They say Metroidvania, and like say they do indie, in the directs, indie things. Maybe, yeah, maybe oh, in absolutely. the indie things do they, they do. Probably in indie yeah, worlds, I would think. I don't. I don't remember them ever saying Metroidvania. I do like the visual style of this game. Oh yeah. No, I mean this is one I, you know, it was one. Uh, I feel like we've seen it a couple times. Another in other directs or indie worlds or whatever. I, I when I hear souls like anymore, cause like that game with the Fox, what, what was that game called that we played on, uh, on the switch a couple of years ago, you know, the game I'm talking about, right? It was like, you're the Fox and it kind of looked like, Zelda. Oh, Oh, are you talking about, tunic? uh, uh, tunic? Tunic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tunic so was that's, great. Yeah. So when I hear, when I hear souls like anymore, that's the kind of game I'm thinking of when people say this is a souls, like it's going to be more like tunic than dark souls. Sure. You think this game is going to be more like two than Dark Souls? Yes, maybe. I don't know it's because like, it's gonna be because like it's referring to another game that's or... a Souls like. Oh, it's gotcha. not an actual Souls. A copy of a copy. It's like everything. Exactly. It's like exactly. it's like everything that that you like dodge in now is a Souls like game. Yep. It seems like well, that's what it is. But yeah, it's well, it's also out. if you like die, you have to go and pick your loot back. Oh, you have to go. Which get is your it? Stuff. Which is in Minecraft, but. They don't call that a Souls like. I mean, it's also in fucking Shovel Knight, and yeah, they don't call that a Souls like either. So I mean, I don't know. No, if that's if Mega Man like is not a term, it needs to be. Yeah, right. It is. I would agree with it. Another Crab's Treasure is coming out on April twenty fifth of this year. So Did you guys you know. change your lighting over there because oh, so, we started talking about Souls like? No, no, <laughs> it, that, it just that automatically be, like shut off. No, that it got, would, it got really dark I think, over there. I think John's there. like, like got a all, timer or something. Underlit now, and yeah. there's a brick wall behind him. We and have it looks very like we're about to host a, a, a cable access horror show. We, this is a uh, th- well, we are we are hosting or a stand up comedy. You mean we're not hosting a cable access cable access horror show right this now? This is a this is Nintendo Main After Dark in here right now. No, this isn't that much different than a cable access show when we normally record. We have automatic lights in certain parts of the house, and it just happens to go off. Timer. We'll yeah. fix it in the break. Uh, Penny's big breakaway. That was on my. That was on my uh, bingo card too. This game, I've been. I've been wanting this game for a while, and I bought it today because. Good. Oh, score! Because it was. Uh, you know. Uh, impo- this was made impo- by the same by. people that did uh, Sonic, Mania. Sonic Mania. Sonic Mania. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, I've heard. I couldn't I was, buy it. It was too expensive. For I, I heard. Great, I heard great things about it, and I was just. You know, it was a whole like uh, spontaneous buy i was like i haven't i haven't played it yet just because i was working today and i just haven't had time to but i really want to give it a try and so good i heard it runs good uh a switch up already did a little like impressions thing of it and they said they liked it so uh i'm i'm excited to play it and uh that's cool bring back more yo-yo based uh platformers come on we don't have enough yeah yeah it makes me sad i was on the fence about this game but uh, actually this trailer kind of put me over the edge i thought 
Wow, I got I got like some Mario Galaxy meets Sonic vibes for this. This looks like definitely. Oh, the, yeah. even even the music sounds sick, like Sega farty music. Sega, they're Sega definitely farty leading music. into. They're definitely leading into like the Sega vibe. I was hoping they would use the whoever. Um, oh, what was their T name? Lopes? Yeah, T Lopes, right? Who did who did the intro for Sonic Mania? Because that song was really uh-huh. good. Well, the original, the parts of Sonic Mania that's original too, right? Like Studiopolis Zone. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's all T Lopes. It's Hyper Potions. Mm. That's the song. That was the, the Hyper Potions is the band that did, that did the intro to Sonic Mania. Hopefully that's on there. It came out today. Hooray. Uh, Suka, Suka game or Suka, Suika game. Suka game. I've never played this game, but people like it. It's really cheap. I actually bought this game and I bought the multiplayer version as well. Oh, okay. Can you play online oh. or can you only play? Uh, I don't know yet because I haven't played multiplayer. I've only played the single per- player version. I just know it's really cheap and people really like it, but there's not a whole lot to it is what i heard like well not there's really not replayability i guess is the original game no. is the original game called my suica watermelon game i think no so. there's this there's a ripoff game on there. there there's another ripoff game which came after the fact after this became a popular viral thing oh okay the original is just called suica game yep. yeah so it's like uh it reminds me a little bit to be honest it reminds me a little bit of a uh, spanky's quest which is actually on snes online and that's where you're like I remember that turning game. these balls into different types of fruit and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, I played or that these, game. Actually, you're turning these fruits into different type of balls or whatever. But in this game, you're actually like evolving fruits. Like you touch two cherries together, they become a strawberry. You touch two strawberries together, they become like a bunch of grapes. Two grapes together become a nectarine. Two nectarines become an orange. Two orange become a lemon. Like it sounds dumb, but like when you're just dropping stuff from the top and they're kind of merging together, in this it becomes really addictive and it's actually super relaxing too. Cause there's no time limit or nothing. You're at least in the single pair mode, you're just trying to fit as many of these like roundish fruits into the box as possible without the box spilling over. So you end up like inadvertently setting up combos cause it's entirely physics based, like how the balls move around when you drop them from the top. So, you know, I played this game for quite a while today. I'm surprised how long I played it because when you really, when you get a good combo going, it's very satisfying. And uh, I look forward to playing the two-player mode because I think Shauna will like it as well. It's basically like Tetris, but the pieces are all round and there's physics. Yeah, it's kind I mean, of it's a, very a basic. Right? It's like yeah. if you were just filling, a, if you had a bunch of different size bouncy balls and you were dropping them into like a giant like tube, how they would like displace each other and change. Like now imagine like when you're like, when you see like bubbles, like, merging into each other and stuff when you're like making uh, bubbles in chemistry. Like mm. it, it's just, it's a, it's very satisfying and a, and a very like weird, like human way where you just like see and like these things merge into each other. And, you know, you could also set up the, like the little cherries will like fall and then they'll merge and they'll like, when they become bigger, they like push stuff out of the way. And that, that's where the physics lie in the game. Besides like just dropping down, you're also like trying to push stuff into other things and, at first, it feels really random and like, uh, like there's no strategy. But after a while, you'll just be like, "Oh, this actually just makes sense with physics." Like, I want these things to join up so that these things fall down and then join up and then push this out of the way. And yeah, I was surprised how fun this game actually is. It's very like you don't there is an in, there is like a tutorial mode which is also like included in every one player mode. You can like go through the tutorial and it's like three steps. It just so anybody could understand this game. 
it's it it is. I mean, we're getting to a point where it's really hard to think of novel twists on Tetris, but this really does seem both Tetris and very very unique. I think it was. A, I I think one. I think Spanky's Quest like it's so weird to compare it to that, but that's the closest thing I come to with like how the evolution of fruits make sure makes sense in that game because there's like a whole like little uh, a sphere that's or like a circle that's shown at all times on the screen that's how the fruits evolve when they like merge and have you has anybody played that i think it's called 2016 that game where you're like moving the numbers together and there's 2048 2048 2048 yeah it's it's like 2048 but with physics okay that's a great way to describe it okay and you're only ever joining two of one thing, but they become the next multiple of that thing once they touch. Yes, but with 2488, the combinations make sense. You know, I mean, 512 and 512 make 1020, you know, 1024. In real life, you put two cherries together, you're not going to get a strawberry ever. Exactly. Actually, I put two strawberries together and I got a bunch of grapes, but <laughs> you gotta, I was actually eating mushrooms. You, you got you to gotta, you gotta, you gotta have the right touch or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. No. Did anyone else try the Pepper Grinder demo? Uh, I haven't. Yes, I played all the I way through it. it. That was great. Oh, did I you? I played all the way through it. I think it yeah. looks great. I, I unfortunately had like no time at all to play any of these games, but I did make sure uh, and download all of them. I, I'm at a. I'm like staying at a hotel right now, and for some reason my Switch cannot connect to the hotel Wi-Fi, so I had to oh, use no. the hotspot for my phone. So I took my Switch like with me to work just to make sure it downloaded everything, but I didn't really. Actually, there was one. Yeah. There was actually a couple games that I played before we started, which I'll talk about when we get to it later. But I didn't get to play this yet. But yeah, I downloaded like there was a ton of demos. Downloaded a bunch of demos. I bought a couple things. But yeah, Pepper uh, Pepper Grinder looks cool. Like I, I do it's think fun. it looks neat. It comes out at the end of March. I like the 28th. it. Twenty yeah. eighth. I played it so, for about fifteen minutes. Jeremy, you have more of an impression than I do, but uh, I think. Well, I, I played just, all the way through. Please. I got to like yeah. where the demo's over. Because I liked it so much, I played all the way through. Oh, nice! Hoping, hoping to play a boss, but I never got to a boss. I think that it just controls so smoothly. I love platformers that just feel silky smooth and seamless. Like you can just get creative with your movement. That's what I get with it. This has game. kind of a a novel control scheme where you have a drill. But guess what? Kate reminded me of Drill Dozer. Yeah, I was going to say yes. it kind of looks like Drill Dozer. It reminded me of Drill Dozer, but you don't. Uh, have to go through the gears, which was kind of a pain in the ass in that game, but it made sense because they had the rebel cart. You were kind of like going through gears to increase your speed and your destruction. But in this, you're just a drill, and uh, your drill can like destroy most enemies, and then it also like propels you through the scenery. And the scenery, like when you go through like the dirt, the dirt like reconstructs, just- so you can just keep going through like routes through the same dirt. So. You're essentially like making these like really like windy sort of paths for yourself and uh, avoiding obstacles and stuff. And you have a little boost function you can hit where it will make you like jump higher when you like lead leave like one chunk of dirt to another. And it's really fun. I really like it. Like once you get the hang of the controls, it's a very like Zen game. Once you kind of yeah. get that, feels like like a speedrunner type of game. Uh huh. But but not so. But I don't mean that in an exclusive way. I think like anybody can jump in and play this game and have fun with it. But it feels like for those who want a little bit more, they're going to be looking for the little shortcuts and racing to the end. See so you mm-hmm. shave off a few seconds here and there. Mm. Definitely. Yeah, I really liked it. I played, like I said, I played all the way through because I was hoping for a boss. I wanted to see 
what a boss would be like in this game. I was actually really excited. And sadly, no spoiler alert, there's no boss in the, the demo, but I it does let you like play it, through though. like four levels. I definitely I, want to I get it. the impression that there will that the bosses are gonna be big and you know epic and impressive and all that. Because very shortly into the demo, you'll you'll get to this sort of open area. You notice in the background, there's just like a giant walking in the background. Yeah. And I don't know who that guy is or what he's going to do, but it just sort of gave me a hint to like, oh, there's something a little bit bigger going on. In a little environmental game. storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Uh, coming out of the end of March. I'm definitely intrigued. Uh, one game that uh, everybody's been pretty much crazy about because it's an awesome game. Pocket Card Jockey. Right on, right on. Which is the sequel I to Pocket Card Jockey, and this was actually an Apple arcade game, and now it's on Switch. Uh, Pocket Card Jockey was amazing on 3DS. Like it was a definitely like you know one of the best 3DS games. I didn't realize it came out in 2013. Yeah, it's it's pretty old, but I I, I don't know what this version is, but uh, I'm sure it's not that much different. Uh, do you, I'm sure you still die at the beginning, right? And you have to. So far, it's the same game. <laughs> yeah, it's the same yeah. thing, right? Actually, you know what? I did play a. I did play it on Apple when I had Apple Arcade for a second. I did I did play this game just for just, you know a little bit. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. I bought it because I, I really like the 3DS game. Even though I'm not very good at it, but I like playing it. I no, mean, I like it. I mean, I can only get like so far. You know, it got to the point where I would lose, and then your horse gets killed, and then you got to get a different one, and you know. Yeah. But yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I just it. got Everybody to my second horse. That's where I'm at. Yeah, because I know you can like uh, breed your horses later and try to make better ones. Uh, but I bought this one immediately just because of how much we've all kind of wished this would come back to Nintendo consoles. Like, such a good game, and Game Freak doesn't often make games that aren't that Pokemon. Aren't book one, so yeah. it's like, you got you got to support this one. Ed. It's really yeah. good. That was another thing that was talking about the game. I don't really know. Like, give me like the elevator pitch. What is what is this game? You're racing a horses, but you follow the rules of solitaire yeah you rate you race horse by way of solitaire this is the way it works because you literally die and then the angel says to you like in order to not go to heck he actually says heck you have to since i'm like bringing you back from the dead you have to win the uh the derby but the main character is so bad at the derby that he actually like died while he was like training because he doesn't even know how to ride a horse and the horse killed him so he's like, well, you know what? What's something you are actually good at? And the main character is like, I really like solitaire. He's like, okay, now we're going to, when you win the derby, it's going to be through the powers of solitaire. And that's how the game works. It's, an, it's great. It's, it's an interesting mechanic for sure. Yeah. Race horses by way of solitaire. I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of uh, extra stuff like where you have to like, where you, where you like pass in certain ways, you have to like hug the inside for the turns. Or at least that was, was what it was like. Yeah, for, you, uh, you move for 3DS. your uh, you move your horse to like certain spots, or you want to like catch the, the updraft and all that, or or whatever. And you want to like, yeah. or you just want to relax for a bit to build up your stamina. So is it exactly like solitaire, and they just like slapped some horse racing mechanic? No, oh, no, 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 on no, top of it, or no, no. or what? You're look. It's literally just up and down. The suits don't even matter. It's just you're going up and down through the uh, the face, like all the cards through the face card. Once you get to a key, you can go back to ace and then back again. So you're just going up and down, and you're trying to like eliminate as many cards as once based on the one that's in the discard pile. So it'll be like you got a three, so you can click on a four, then a five. Oh yeah, you, you can click go, on you another go four, then you click forwards. on a three, two ace, then click on another two. 
and you're just trying to get as many in a row and that like gives you more of a bonus and there's a lot of randomosity to it but it's also strategy you can go both ways you, you can go like forward and backwards like if it's a three mm-hmm. you can play a two and then play another three like that sort of thing but yeah it's not like spider solitaire with horse stuff in the background or anything like that it's definitely very much its own game and you're not even really like playing solitaire you're just you're like kind of loosely playing solitaire yeah the but suits, also doing as far these as i can tell the suits things. don't matter at all yeah the thing okay, so the this is this is this is St. John totally missing the point. But the thing that I can't get past is the sentence, racing horses by way of solitaire. That is a sentence that I thought would never exist in the history of humanity. That's why it's great. I know. That is, that's, that is yeah. what makes it so magical. No, yeah. it's, re- it's really good. I highly recommend it. Uh, it's an awesome game. I'm glad it's on Switch and it's not I just also just like 3DS anymore. The way the main character talks, he's just a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> or, or it could be like a, a she as well. You can choose your character, but like... They're just an idiot where, like, they get asked a question and, like, your selected responses are all stupid. Like, you don't know what the hell you're doing, but you just know you want to be, you want to win the Kentucky Derby someday or whatever the Derby of this. I guess it's not called the Kentucky Derby, but you just happen to be at the racetrack and you're like, I'm just going to win this Derby eventually. And that's sort of where you start. For sure. And it came out today and we got it. Noel Jeremy and I got it. And there is also a demo if you just want to try it out. How, how, oh, cool. how, how much? How much is the game? Fifteen. Bucks. Uh, it's free if you play a demo, but it's yeah, fifteen. <laughs> it was five when it came out on the 3ds. So I was say I thought it was uh, like seven or something like that on 3ds. But it, but it was, yeah, it, was, it, was. it was pretty cheap. Okay. But this is the sequel, whatever version. It trust me, it'll be worth it. Like I put it's many, totally worth many, it. many hours into the 3ds. I one. had a great time. The music's great. The it's just such a fun, and it it is kind of chill. But there are moments where you're like, oh shit, I need to like go down. You can actually pause it now, right? Because the original 3DS yeah. one, you could not pause it. Like if you this does have a pause. If feature. you were if you're in the middle of a race and you closed your 3DS, you automatically lose. It's that it's that intense. Like if if you were to close your 3DS, you would lose the, you would lose the race. So they mm-hmm. made sure that you that you had to, you know, you can't pause. So if you got to pee or whatever, you have to. This lose. one does have a pause feature. So you, you so if you suck it up. So if you if you have to piss, you're shit out of luck, is what you're saying. You got to pee and play at the same time. Okay. All right. If you need to piss like a racehorse, uh, your racehorse is going to get turned to glue. I know because I, I was playing it at a. I was playing it at like um, when I was at waiting in like a waiting room somewhere, and I got called and I closed the 3ds and I lost automatically, <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot I told you that at the beginning of the game. Anyway, let's uh, let's move quickly through the montage like they did. The montage, uh, Snufkin, Snufkin Melody of, of Movement Valley. Valley. There, there's that's the word salad right there. I'm interested in this game. It, I think it looks looks pretty. It looks beautiful. It looks like a storybook brought to life, and it's an adventure game. Uh, I, dug, I dug in a little bit more, and it's actually based on because uh, I thought one of the characters looked familiar. I'm like, I thought I saw that before. It's based on a book series called The Moomins, which actually started in 1945. So this is an old series, an old IP. From that was uh, a good decade Sweden. for literature. Sure, you know, and uh, seems like a good time to bring it back for for the Switch. This so who knows what brought this on? But this looks like a good game to me. I'm I'm interested in. A couple a couple weeks away too on this one. Uh, 2D, very yeah. It definitely looks pretty with the with the 2D uh, cutout whatnot. The next one after this, that is the EA game that I did <laughs> before. Tale of Zen called- Zenzara, whatever. The, Tales of Kenzara Zhao. The guy from uh, the guy from Race by Wolves, which you can't watch anymore because it's been removed from HBO Max for I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> this great sci-fi show that we watched in the in the pandemic. Uh, one of the actors uh, presented this at uh, at the um, at the Game Awards, 
And uh, yeah, it looks. Uh, I don't know. It's like a. It's a. I don't know. You describe it, John. I think you know more about. I it. I thought it looked like Prince of Persia, but maybe set in Africa. Oh, That's what what I got from it? Um, yeah, I think I, I think I have this game on my Steam wish list from a while ago. Let me look real quick. Well, wish list. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think it's out yet on anything, but we have a release date now, right? It's coming out. April twenty third, or eighteen bucks. It's got a price too. It is on my wish list. Let's see. Um, let's see if it releases at the same time. Yeah, April twenty third, twenty twenty four. Obviously, twenty twenty four. Yeah, I think it was releasing all around. So yeah, I'm still. I don't know. This one's. Yeah, I felt it looked like a lot like the the current Prince of Persia, not just the series, but I feel like oh, that seems like it looks like like very much like that game. Hopefully it's not as as glitchy as that one. Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba sweep the board. So this game, this game I think is kind of funny just because it's it just because it's it's a Demon Slayer Mario Party game. Interesting. So uh, yeah, take what you will from that. If maybe if I uh, was into Demon Slayer more, I'd get it. But it's Demon yeah. Slayer's popular, so is Mario Party. Yeah, so Makes so you sense. got. I mean, you know, I, I like board game stuff, but I don't. You know, I've only seen a few episodes of Demon Slayer. I know it's one of the most popular anime that's out there, but this one looked kind of fun. Just, it's pretty just, good, just because of its. It. Uh, well, yeah, no, I liked it. We watched like four or five episodes. We just mm-hmm. kind of fell off after that. August really loves Demon Slayer. I'm saying it's one of the most popular anime. Like it's up there with with One Piece. At least I know in Japan, it's it's one of the one of the and like most Hunter watched. Hunter. One of the most watched shows. What well, is like that and like Jujutsu Kaisen were like the most watched uh, anime of last year or whatever. Oh, but this is sixty bucks. Yeah, it's a lot to throw That's down it. on a on yeah. a uh, on a Mario Party game. Well, you have till August. Does anybody know uh, what Kingdom, Kingdom Come, Come Deliverance? Deliverance is? I do. I do. It's I played it very briefly on PC. Actually, the PC we're performing this this meeting on. It's kind of like. It feels kind of like Skyrim. I mean, it's that level of detail. Now, I didn't get far enough into the game. I didn't get far enough into the game to get my own sense of this. But the article I read about it actually kind of puts a little bit of a distaste in my mouth because it's basically Skyrim with conservative ideology is what I've had it heard it presented as. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I don't really like the way it looks. <laughs> I don't know. The, 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 the art style of it kind of screams generic PC game to me. It well when I when I when I look at it. Okay, all right. I want to hear more about 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 conservative ideology in this game, though. Like, are you are you <laughs> voting for Trump and trying to cut taxes as a night? You're or not something? letting anyone have abortions or ideas of their own. I when I read the article, I was I was able to internalize all of it, but this was almost this is probably eight years ago that I read that article. So all I remember is the bullet points. I don't really remember the particulars, and I didn't get far enough into the game. I played. You they know, make sure and tell you tell you constantly that there's only two genders. When the when and, the games the game. when when the games when the game starts, you you basically are like in this kind of little farm area thing, and I didn't really get past. I mean, I got barely past that. So I don't know. I mean, the fact that it's continued to pro- well, I don't know. I I need to do more research on that. But that that I re- at least read an article at the time the game was new on PC that posited that and gave you like tons of examples. So it's a really compelling article. Uh, as far as okay, it was probably the big surprise for me of the direct though that it, you know like what's the most surprising thing in the direct for me is probably Kingdom Come, and I mean it looks it 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 looks good by Switch standards, but it clearly has the Switch. Uh, Vaseline effect, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I yeah, I, I just thought the art style looked dumb. 
that's that's what I got from it. Well, so the know. the PC I played on, the PC we're recording tonight on, has a GTX 1070, which puts it roughly equivalent to an Xbox One X, not Xbox Series X, Xbox One X, and it was. Yeah, but do the characters still look generic? I mean, yeah. it does. It. I mean, it could have like all the sweat in the world, and I'm still not gonna think this game looks yeah. cool because I think all the characters look like basically look like the you know when you're trying to create a character and you don't do anything mm-hmm. and it's just whatever it gives you that's what mm-hmm. everyone looks like in this game yeah i think <laughs> I, no i think i i think i remember that being the case i mean it was what you see in the direct for the switch version without the vaseline smeared over top yeah it was just kind of it was just like oh i heard i heard maybe one person talk about this game once and i'm like yeah whatever but it's coming out in a few weeks and it's 50 bucks uh contra operation galaga we've seen this one before but now there's a demo galuga Galuga. yeah galaga is the one with ships and i know but i like calling it galaga because Uh, there's a game called galaga Galaga. (laughs) okay and this is because it's funny it's like two games in one contra and galaga okay Okay, but now my head's melting trying to figure out how you fuse well i mean i suppose you just run around the bottom and point your gun up and shoot i mean shooting both of them yeah but yeah contra there's a demo out day today you can play it it's either going to be amazing or it's going to be terrible. I mean, I I, I can't see a middle. I mean, you know, I mean, speaking of re-releasing, I guess it's not a three. It's not a three DS game, but can we just re-release Contra Four for DS? Like that game, I felt like that was like the best Contra game that came out, like of recent ones, ones that aren't like Alien Wars for Super Nintendo. You know, like Contra Four was badass. Like that was a way forward game. And I thought it was really really good, and it's stuck on DS forever. Like re-release it on something. There it is. Oh, Alien Wars. Well, that's, yeah. that's, 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 that's Alien so, Wars. So really, really quick on that, speaking of Contra, the re, the way I got my name St. John, because obviously my real name isn't St. John, uh, is I get... So Legacy, I thought it was Street John. Yeah. No, that's so funny because the weather radio, there's these two little towns about an hour away from Des Moines called St. Charles and St. Mary. And uh, the weather radio, it's the text-to-speech thing, you know, and it re, would, re, would call it Street Charles and Street Mary. And I thought... Damn, that is actually a very apt description of those towns, <laughs> like one street town. But no, anyway, uh, Contra Hardcore, you know, Legacy Music Hour, they would periodically say, hey, we're really interested in this game. If any listener would send this to us, that'd be amazing. And part of me aches that I sent them Hardcore because that's worth like 300 bucks now. Uh, but part of me doesn't regret it at all because of all the inroads I made through that. But uh, when I sent them the game, Rob F. Switch, one of the, co- one of the hosts, says, started referring to me as St. John. And then when I launched the podcast back in 2017, I, I initially used my real name, John Wedgworth. But then people were like, no, you're St. John. You need to be St. John. And so to this day, I'm St. John because of because of my $300 sacrifice to the Legacy Music Hour. Yeah, I think you, t- I think you, you, told, well. I think you told me that when we, when we went to the used game place. Yes, I did tell you that, but now I've told the audience. But anyway, the reason that now I mean, everyone it's, knows. it's relevant because we're talking about Contra. Sure, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah Contra demo. You can play the demo now. So, hooray. Uh, Pentiment, we talked about really it earlier. Play now. Pentiment. I really want there now, to be a sure. game called Protra where you're just like helping people. <laughs> I, I'm really, I, all I've heard is just people say that Pentiment was really cool. I don't really understand exactly what it is, but yeah, the animation looks cool. I'm I think, intrigued. Like, by it it. kind of looks like it's got something Disco Elysium about it where it's like, I don't quite understand, but I will once I play it. It sure. looks like, it. what it looks like to me is Kingdom Come Deliverance done with paper and pen in terms of the art style I'm sure I, I haven't played king of come deliverance mm. so I don't well know but we were just talking about the silence oh, yeah. oh the one earlier that, that i've already forgotten about yeah the one that you said was generic <laughs> look at them though they look so they, they look so simple yeah 
<laughs> I don't know. So generic, you forgot about it. Two minutes it, later. I totally did because mm. yeah, that shows how much it's in my brain. It's not at all. But uh, so and then we did two more things. Uh, you know, it's like oh, and two more things. Kind of interesting. Uh, added some stuff to NSO today. Uh, Snake, rare wear. Some more, some more rare stuff. Actually, I thought it was. I know it really was kind of like. I thought it was just going to be rare replay. I thought it was just going to be rare replay, but it's you know. So actually, the the main the main thing it's actually John has it on the screen here. The thing that kind of like confused me. Yeah, is, blast is that, core, you love it. So so the way it starts is it has the like three D N sixty four thing come out. That's mm-hmm. the that's the beginning of Killer Instinct two on sixty four, like of Ki Gold. Like it showed the into intro of Ki Gold, but that game's not on here. So I was really confused. I was like, why did you show that if it's not even on here? And all we get did is they not Killer use Instinct that on one like. Donkey Kong sixty four or, or or Perfect Dark. No, but the, but what they showed or, was from Killer Instinct two. The spinning the spinning sixty four and the music is from the intro of Killer Instinct. Even the music, cold okay. specifically, like it is they, because it plays the Killer Instinct. I didn't music. know there was a sequel of Killer Instinct on the yeah on the yeah it was it was a long yeah. it was like a launch window sixty four game. Oh, I, you're I, talking I about it was, okay. I remember that because. They compared it to the arcade version at the time. There were actually a it couple. Was clo- of, it was a lot closer. Well, there were well, actually there was actually was. like one or two. There was actually one or two graphic features that were superior in the N sixty four version. Oh yeah, possibly. Yeah, I don't remember the particulars. This I played the shit five thousand years ago. I but. played the shit out of Ki K- Gold. I was just really. I thought we were going to get both of them because they showed the intro to that at the beginning, and I'm like, "Where's the sixty four game?" But uh, but no, those are the games that I played before we recorded. I played Killer Instinct one. Because I played a lot of Killer Instinct when I was in high school. And I still remember some combos. I can still do the spinal combos where you turn into the other character that you're fighting as. Which is pretty awesome. Kind of, kind of like a Shang Tsung type thing. Uh, and I played uh, Blast Core, which, I, which is one of my favorite rare games ever. I Blast think it's, I think it's an amazing. incredibly un, yeah, uh, under, under, underrated... Yeah, you talked I own it because of you. Oh, uh, yeah. I probably did. I, I think it's a very underrated game. And I, I would even say that it's, I think that it's... I think that it's aged better than uh, Perfect Dark and Goldeneye. I'll say it right now. I think it's still. That's what it has going for it. It's, it's a simple game. And how about you not, shut up? It's... I mean, I'm correct. I'm just kidding. on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's it's yeah no it's it's simple but it, it's simple but it's complicated in the an arcadey way. It feels like an arcade game. Like if you put that game in an arcade, it would feel at home. I mean that in the best way. Sure. Yeah. Like, it's I not, mean, it's not like like say uh, Goldeneye or Perfect Dark, which are are you know now. Like ancestors in a genre that has moved forward. Yeah, there's right. no genre of perfect dark. Or, excuse me, of blast core to compare I it wish, to. I wish now there was. Not really. Blast core is very arcade. I mean, yeah. well, it's also yeah. like it's very unique too in that way. Like you don't really see a whole lot of it. But I like just the premise of it, where it's like, all right, so there's this there's this truck that has like this that has like nuclear waste in it. Or anyway, it's a bomb that's gonna explode if it hits anything. So destroy everything in front of it so it won't hit anything. And do this across the entire world and also go to the moon at the end. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot like Rampage in that way. Like it has that same similar kind of simple magic, just go destroy things. Yeah, except for it has so much more I mean Rampage gets gets old after like two levels. 
this game, thankfully, this game has like 20 different vehicles, that, plenty of vehicles that you can use. And also, there's so much yeah. replayability to it. Like, yeah, you destroy the things, but you also find these lights that, that, that light up that you can collect. And you're also res- rescuing a scientist. And there's like racing, there's racing levels, and there's like time attack stuff. And there's all these different fucking things. And you can you can unlock the A-Team van is in there. You can drive that. Like, there, there's all this extra shit. Oh, yeah, and you get these giant robots. You get a robot that has a giant fist that like that punches through buildings and there's the one that does the butt drop that like flips over and destroys it with his feet mm-hmm. like it's fucking cool or like the or even like the the regular truck where you just kind of like spin and you just like swerve into things like that was really cool too like i i had a blast with this game my friend uh I remember my friend Born. caleb bought it when it came out and uh i'd always borrow, borrow it from him and then i bought i bought a used copy of it later and i've, I've beaten it a couple times and the soundtrack kicks ass too I mean, you know, just looking at it, you're just like, time to get moving. See, I remember, you know, the, the you know the world map song and all that. The thing, the thing I remember is at the end of a level, you you have that little lady that talks to you over the intercom and or whatever the. Oh yeah, yeah. Now you're trying to impress me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not a scratch, Ani. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, a lot of personality that, that kid's in awesome. That way. It's very like, <laughs> yeah, for a situation where you're trying to protect the world from a runaway nuclear bomb, it's very upbeat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it right. is. It is totally. Well, that's I mean, it's right. a rare game, and yeah, it has an incredible soundtrack. the The music's great, and it, yeah, it's super replayable. And yeah, it's, yeah, you have all these different levels, and you want to go through and get golds on everything, so you can unlock more levels. And yeah, it's it's it's, it's a damn good game. And I, I was no, I, once once I saw that Rare was putting stuff on Nintendo again, like I was like, please put Blast Core on Switch. Like, please put that on there. Yes, yes. Yeah, it, it's great. That you know, I I played that. I, I, I had experience playing it. You know, twenty years ago at your house, Trey. But but really, this is probably the most time that I've gotten to play it was today. And just before I'd gone through the list of other rare games that also came out, and I I couldn't help but think I see the direct line from Blast Core back to RC Pro Am. Like it feels like an evolution yes. of RC Pro Am in the way that it controls. It well, definitely, like yeah, I'd say definitely in the controls. The DNA, the, the controls, DNA is yep. there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which which I guess that can be a little tricky, but I think once you figure it out, it's it's fun. That's that's one of those that's like what it just clicks. I I never understand how I understand RC Pro Am, but I just do after about ten seconds. Uh-huh. Uh, I, if I stop and think about the controls, I'm like then I get jumbled up, almost like in the way like if you ever play drums or something and you think about doing the beat, then then you might skip a beat by accident. Mm-hmm. If I think about it too hard, RC Pro Am, then I mess it up. But if I just like let go, oh, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. I didn't play that yet, but I did update all of my Switch apps that have the new stuff on it. And uh, what was it uh, Battletoads Battle Maniacs? I actually have that cart, the cartridge of that game, the Super Nintendo game. So I'm actually surprised they didn't do the Battletoads versus Double Dragon. There might have been a licensing issue. It could have been a licensing thing, and also Dra- this game. Yeah, is, also, this like... game is better than that game, so it's better to have. This oh, one I don't there. know. Shots fired because I love. <laughs> I, I don't. I didn't. Dragon. I could not get into Battletoads and Double Dragon. I, I, I never liked it. I thought. I thought Especially the graph. I thought the graphics were like were not good compared. I just remember there was a time where my parents were like, "Do you want this game or do you want Street?" They were like, "Do you want Street Fighter Two or Battletoads versus Double Dragon?" And I chose Street Fighter Two. You just you chose no, correctly. Battletoads Double Dragon is the more expensive game. It's, I think it's the most expensive NES game that I own, but it's like a, a lost gem. Well, this was on SNES, so maybe there or was SNES. an NES version. They, there were two different. They came out at the same time. That yeah. maybe that's why I didn't like it. Well, and that, there was a Genesis because the Super Nintendo game Dragon. looked like an NES game, and and the characters were so small. 
I don't know. I like, but I, yeah, I like the NES version, but we're talking about Battle Battletoads and Battle Maniacs on Super Nintendo, which is out today on the Switch. Yeah, right. Which right. looks good. I thought, I thought I, I played it for a little bit. Um, I need some clarity. Is this the same as the arcade game, or no? No. It's different uh, from the arcade game. I don't, the arcade game, I think, is more violent. It's well, not. Yeah, it's not the arcade. I mean, it's its own. It's its own sequel. It's its own game, but it, it's it's not the arcade game. But it kind of follows a similar pattern to the. I mean, it's kind of a Double Dragon style brawler featuring the Battletoads, which is kind of like the arcade game, if I remember correctly. Okay. Yeah. And then our final thing was uh, Endless Ocean. We didn't mention Luminous. Snake Rattle and Roll, though. Let's mention Snake Snake Rattle and Roll real quick. You just oh, did. That's one thing we did talk about. <laughs> I don't know what that game is, so go ahead. It's fun. I tried it. Um, you know, it's a 3D uh, platformer on the NES. I mean, an isometric platformer, sort of in the vein of Marble Madness. But it, it uh, I think it's pretty creative and fun so far. I, I don't know if I've ever tried it before, but... It, I was impressed by it. I've never, I, yeah, I've never Sorry. played it. I haven't played any of the NES stuff, but cool, more rare stuff. Uh, yeah, Endless Ocean. Um, Endless Ocean, I really liked. I have Endless Ocean 2 for Wii, and that was how I got the Wii Speak, that really shitty microphone that had a speaker inside of Me it. Me too. And used it uh, exactly one time to talk to you, and then I never used yeah, it again. We talked to, yeah, we used it once. Uh, it, yeah, it's a very tranquil, uh, cozy game where you, uh, where you swim around and take pictures of fish. This looks really, really good. Um, I I never played. I, I got two. I always wanted to play it more, but now we. This is a new one. It's not even a remake of those Wii ones, so that's cool. And there's more multiplayer now. Uh, Thirty players online. 30 players. I think originally it was like two or something like that. So cool. So if ever your ocean was too peaceful, you could have thirty people swimming around with you awesome well so i i mean this looks like a really good game from a this looks like when i say this looks really good i mean i I don't only mean this looks like a really good game i mean by the standards of nintendo switch graphics capability this looks really good visually it's really pretty and and this one was hinted at from pro by uh the the uh the uh whatever the Mm -hmm. um dolphin stuff but yeah i think uh i think i think we should take a break uh it's coming out may 2nd but let's take a break, and then we'll come back and talk about the rest of the Japanese stuff and whatever we've been playing. Cool. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Wow! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. 
It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo may never made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Domain. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Ah! Ah! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! Go for it! We need to talk about the ultimate uh, betrayal of Nintendo, and that is on the Nintendo Japanese Direct. A little game called Mother 3 has been released on the Switch, but only in Japan and only in Japanese. That's right. Nobody wants it over here anyway. The, the, the takes on Twitter were like pretty hilarious. I was kind of reading them all day where people being like... Motherfucker 3. Where, where there's just... There's like the gif of, of you like cutting up imaginary food on a plate. And it's like, this is what American Mother 3 fans get. <laughs> it's like like just stuff like that where it's it's like Nintendo hates you. Uh, this game is never getting translated. Like all this, all this different stuff. And it's like... Uh, I would say especially because... <laughs> Obviously, everybody knows you can just download. You can just have an eShop account, like in Japan, uh, on your Switch. Like anybody can get it. Mother Three now. Yeah, so like so they're like there you it's go. It's so dumb. Like they had to have known there was going to be some sort of. They made plush. they made they made plushes too. They made like new plushes for the game. Like they're celebrating no, Mother they Three yeah, in we, our they face. Know. We can yeah we could get Mother Three if we have the access to Japanese stuff. But the problem is we do. yeah the problem is Nihongo wa Hanemasen. We don't speak Japanese. Yeah, well, I mean, I have I have a copy of translated Mother Three, um, you know, that because they because Earthbound fans translated it. They've you can even, also just go to GameFacts.com and they've got translations you can go through piece by piece. Also, they sent the translation directly to Nintendo and said, "Here, we did this. Why do you want to just use it and release the game?" Yeah, <laughs> but that's not available to me. They probably hit him back with a lawsuit or something. Yeah, I don't know. It it just it, it just seems like the ultimate fuck you. Still, do you want to do you want it? No, it's not the ultimate fuck you. They're, they threw some more salt in the wound just like a few hours ago by releasing new Earthbound Beginnings Switch Online icons. Oh, wow. So, yes, you can get your Switch Online that's, that's, Earthbound that's Beginnings icons. So it was, today, the, it was the penultimate not Mother fuck 3. you. I, I they saw, put, I saw they, a whole bunch they put of, Earthbound <laughs> Beginnings on the Switch? It, it's, it's, on, on it's on there, yeah. You can get that. Yeah. I, I, actually, I don't know if it's on Switch or not. No, I think it is. 
but I saw a whole lot of people posting that GIF the uh, when Robot Chicken did the animation for E3 for Nintendo where, where Reggie kills that guy who asks about Mother 3. Like, I saw a, whole, yeah. a lot of reposts of that, too. So, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, Nintendo hates everyone who loves Mother 3 that's not Japanese. I mean, they knew they were poking the beehive when they released that in Japan, so... It's kind of on them if they get any backlash at this point. They fucking know what's up. The the ultimate paradox, Nintendo, the most lovable and hateable company in all of video games. As John was saying a couple episodes ago, buy yourself an Apple Vision Pro for 3500 and put it on your head. Hopefully it has a translation app on there. It probably doesn't because I don't think it has anything on there. But look at your Switch and maybe it'll translate to Japanese for you as you play the game. Or just get your phone and tape it to your face and just I just look at go- it with Google Translate. <laughs> Google Google Glass got shut down, but it was Apple Vision Pro before Apple Vision Pro. Yeah, and you know maybe if this Apple Vision Pro really takes off, there it'll it'll feed back. Maybe there'll be a Samsung one. Maybe it'll be a, heaven forbid. It, you know maybe a Google one. We'll see. We don't know. I think it'll be implemented into prescription lenses. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> Eventually, we'll all be wearing those, and we'll forget uh, what we look like. I was going to say, we'll see, but we'll <laughs> see with a big appliance on our face. We'll forget what we actually look like because those eyes are fake. But, you fake. know, hey, but, hey, but Trey, for people like us, that's probably a blessing. <laughs> They're computer-generated. Speak for yourself. Why? You don't like your eyeballs? I think you both have amazing eyeballs. I, I do have amazing I like eyeballs. eyeballs. Right. Uh, there was also a, a game called Guitar I like Life. to put your all of your eyeballs in my mouth and just kind of swish them around. Uh, yeah. I okay. hope that's not weird. <laughs> that's did, no, no, totally not weird. Did God, you, not weird at all. Did cool. you see the guitar, the guitar game? For the Japanese direct, the guitar life. It's like I did a, see that, uh, and it looks like it's uh, a big plastic thing that you stick it that you stick a uh, whatever a Joy-Con on. on. Well, it and looks it like teaches uh, you how to play guitar. <laughs> it looks like an instrument. I don't want to call it like a. No, it reminds me of an instrument, John. You may know John Wedgworth. You may know more than me. It's like a. It's definitely like a button-based instrument, but it's like it kind of looks like half of a guitar. It's got like all these buttons on. I can't remember what it's called. But that's a what it looks like. Oh, a guitar. Well, guitar is the keyboard that you. No, yeah. no, not like a guitar. It's got like the little circular buttons on it, kind of like. Oh God, uh, I. You know what I'm talking about? It's an electronic instrument. Yeah, I I do. Uh, auto. You can is do it like samples and loops. No. Something like that. No. No. Sa- it's no, like it's not, a auto harp isn't sample based. It is like an auto harp, though. It is like it's in that family. I think it's like an auto harp, but it's an electronic instrument. And there's like a couple of different Instagram accounts that do really well. Cool okay, so to the tens and tens of listeners covers. who know what he's talking about, it's please blow harp. it up. Yeah, manual harp, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. not not auto manual. Yeah, and there there was a couple other things. Uh, Konami DLC what? for the baseball game that has Goemon in it. I was just like, hey, more Goemon. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't want to skip over the the guitar game, but but I, I actually think this is, this looks pretty interesting. I was interested in what was that game Rocksmith from from Ubisoft a couple of years. Which back. I I, I had that, that on cool. uh, the 360 sets several years back. Okay, because it's supposed to you actually, actually teach it? you how to play guitar. There, it taught me how to play. Uh, I can play uh, Blitzkrieg Bop. That taught me how to play. That. You know what though? We already have something like this. We have Rocksmith. Which actually uses an actual guitar. Well, yeah, that's what, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, right. And this is—that's uh, what we're just talking about. This yeah. is just more plastic guitars for you to put put in with your Guitar Hero stuff. But I that's why I thought it looked like an auto harp because it had like a. There is it has a, like a it has like a X Y axis kind of thing going well, on. Well, there was a ca- like, like a Casio thing, and maybe I'm getting onto what you're t- you were asking about, but it's mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's you play it like a guitar, but it's. 
It's a it's digital all, guitar. It's a digital guitar, yeah. Yeah, and it's got the, a plastic body that's shaped uh, not exactly like this guitar, but kind of vaguely reminiscent of it, you know. And, yeah, that's – when I saw that, when I saw the – until I saw the neck was so short. When I when I saw just the body part and the very first – the very, like, high frets of the neck – I thought, wow, this really does remind me of this Casio thing. And I was like, oh, God, I'll bet you anything that's what Jeremy was talking about this whole time. I have it's this. probably uh, that. I, I have this Star Wars toy uh, container that looks like a big gray blaster. This thing looks like that. It's like this big gray blaster that opens up and you can put your Star Wars toys in it. It looks just like this thing. So maybe I could. Play you could open it up and put your Star Wars toys. Okay. So to so Jeremy, look up look up uh, Casio DG twenty digital electric guitar and see if this is what you were talking about. You say DG twenty. DG twenty. I looked it up. Uh, I did a Google search and I found an eBay thing for it. Casio I bet you. No, that's twenty. That's not it. That's that, not it. That's not it. Okay. That's not it. But it's that's kind of what I was picturing actually. I, I I was picturing this guitar that you that you showed, oh. John. I think we can move on from the direct. Okay. I do. I do want to mention that I think that the guitar actually looks like a pretty nice product for what it is. Yeah, I'm like, surprised it it's not coming out worldwide. Quality. Right? Yeah. Well, I agree, and it also looks like it's designed to be like functional but minimal, like not a giant like party favor, but actually like we're gonna learn some shit on this thing. It's like yeah, you can take it along with you, and you can like practice in the hotel room or whatever, you know. Also, notably, it's not made out of cardboard. Yeah, <laughs> this, this could have easily been a Labo thing. We could have put it together for cheaper and learned how to play guitar. With Maybe this was a Labo idea that just didn't make it because they didn't think anybody was going to buy that. So Until I learn how to digest plastic. cellulose, I'll never be made out of cardboard. Oh, we're all slowly being made out of cardboard. Actually, well, no, we're actually all slowly being made out of plastic. But yeah, cardboard's no, we probably in there. So digest much. cellulose. That's part of our gut. Yeah. I hope they bring it here. I would get it for the right price. Yeah, it looks interesting, I guess. Uh, but we could, let's move on from the direct. Uh, John Wedgworth, we've been kind of hinting at it for a while, but you have a game that I know John is really interested in. Hinting about it? We've come right out and said it. Well, anyway, talk <laughs> about it. Tell us about RZ. Let's talk about this jewel. Yes. Oh, God, this thing is so good. I, You know, it, it, it released at 11 p.m. Central Time. It, so... It's the closest thing I've done to attending a midnight release since the Switch. It's just, you know, it... So, in order to appreciate this game, though, you have to be familiar with the CDI Zelda games. You know, uh, Link the Faces of Evil, Zelda the Wand of Gamelon. And those games are notoriously atrocious. I mean, like... There's a third one, too, right? Well, there was a third one, but it was a very different kind of game. It was so very different. That right? was, was that the one where Zelda was the... Well, Zelda was that one of Camelot. Zelda's well, both, both. There's it's Zelda's event adventure is what you guys are talking about, but it's like, it's like a, a kind of a proto CGI. I mean, the characters were made on some supercomputer and CGI, and then just the sprites of that were ported over to the game, kind of like Donkey Kong Country. But it's a top down Zelda game featuring Zelda as the protagonist. And I have never played that one. It's it costs five hundred bucks to buy it on eBay, so mm -hmm. I probably never will. What I've heard about Zelda's Adventure is that it's even worse than the, the side-scrolling uh, CDI Zelda games. But but in Link the Faces of Evil and Zelda the Wand of Gamelon, they're they're the same game, different different you know part, different worlds, different it's not it, it, different stuff going on. But 
in terms of the gameplay engine, the graphics, the sound, the you know, it is this it is they're they're twins, they're they're twin games, and um, the gameplay mechanic is terrible. Now, what's really cool is the the, the music and not the the cutscene graphics are atro- notoriously atrocious, but the like the world map and when you're playing in the levels and stuff, the the graphics are like this beautiful hand hand painted stuff. It really is beautiful. It re- really is beautiful. And uh, and then you have characters that you can interact with. You touch them with your weapon, and then the game freezes for a second. And then you've got this cutscene that just plays right over the background, and it's horribly animated, horribly drawn, horribly voice acted, horribly scripted. I mean, like, I'm not a I'm not a porn. I don't watch porn, but the stereotype of porn it's probably like Shakespeare compared to some of the stuff that happens in these Zelda games, right? You know what I mean? But there was something really charming about it to me growing up. I. I had an uncle that had a CDI and had the Zelda games, and we would, my brother and I, being Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis kids, would play these things, and they felt like next level stuff. We didn't even notice the game was garbage because we were just so impressed with the tech. And uh, also, they're the only they're the only games besides Zelda Two: The Adventure of Link that are 2D side-scrolling Zelda games. So they're kind of like the illegitimate bastard stepchildren of Zelda Two, in lieu of having never gotten legitimate Zelda Two children. You know what I mean? So. But you have that motif, and then some game designer like, hey, I love this. I want to make a tribute to this, and so out comes RZ. The, the biggest difference between RZ and the CDI Zelda games is when you strip away the veneer, when you strip away the, the story, the visuals, all that stuff, underneath it all on the CDI are two mechanically horrible games. Like you don't have a jump button. You have to press up to jump, right? It's that, it, And it's just really slow – you know, you you press you press forward, and you have to wait two seconds before your shield goes back up. And in that time, someone could throw something at you and hit you. You know, it's just it's the gameplay is garbage. Underneath the veneer, Arzet is a fully modern, sleek, beautifully designed game. Right, the gameplay is a thousand. The, the gameplay, the mechanical gameplay, is the one thing that didn't make it from the CDI Zelda games, and thank God it didn't. <laughs> but in terms of the aesthetic. It is 100% CDI Zelda. Like the the cutscenes are animated the exact same way. They're they're voice acted the exact same way. In fact, they even brought back some of the voice actors from the CDI Zelda games to do some of these cutscenes. It's that faithful. The backgrounds in the world map and in the parts that you actually play are hand painted, just like the CDI Zelda games. So it's like, other than the, other than the gameplay quality, other than the names and faces and venues that take place. This is fucking CDI Zelda. Hard, full stop. And if you have any interest in CDI Zelda games, this thing is the best tribute to something I've ever seen in my life, probably. I was reading oh, I was reading an article. Praise. Yeah, no, I know that's very high praise, but I was reading an article about it, and uh, the headline was something to the effect of Arzette, the CDI Zelda game that you can laugh with rather than at. Something like, something to that effect. And that's very apt. That's very true. But it's a fun so game. So it's like an elbow in the ribs to people who appreciate the medium and <sighs> it's maybe a, like, maybe like in, in retrospect, it wasn't great, but it was good job. Good try. Well, okay. Ima- no, it's not quite that. But imagine, imagine like some really horrible camp movie. Like let's say Man of the Hands of Fate. Okay. Just, just pick a, pick an atrociously horrible movie. Right. But someone, ironically loves that movie like it's so bad that it's good for this person right and so they basically go make a tribute to it that's what rz is 
So, but it's a really good game. It's it's. There's yeah, you said that the platforming part is actually good, right? Even the pla- it, it, even though the, like the cutscenes are obviously supposed to be bad, but the platforming part, the gameplay part is is good. Yes, yes, the gameplay part is. They didn't good. forget to make a good game. They made a good game. Yes, they well they yeah. That's the only part where they break from tradition is they actually made a good game. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you ever feel love, within the love. game that they held themselves back from doing things well to be true to the source material? No, they no. Well, it, unless it was a unless it was a a loving a love letter joke. No, mm-hmm. uh, but. One thing that was true, one thing that's true of Arzette and also was true of the CDI Zelda games is that it, there is almost a Metroidvania element to it, right? You go to this part, of, when, at the beginning of the game, only certain parts of the world are open, right? And you go and you do things in this part of the world that open up other parts of the game. And then there are things that you can't access in these parts of the game that you have to come back for later, right? It's, a, it's kind of a proto-Metroidvania, the CDI Zelda games. And Arzette keeps that so yeah yeah the game feels small but it's a lot bigger than it feels because of that i was gonna say since you have to pay money for it they can't make it like that bad it should still be it should be a solid enough game you know because you're it's like 20 bucks i think but you know it's they can have the fun stuff but it still should be you know you don't want to spend 20 bucks on something that's like unplayable as as funny as that would be it's like you should still have something solid in the middle i think it, anything bad about rz is bad on purpose out of love yeah yeah I, i've i've heard that it's that it might not be as funny if you aren't as familiar with the cdi games but you are cuz you have them over there so i literally have so them so it's kind of speaking directly to I you i think you know, you're like the me. best person to to be speaking about this particular game cuz you're in a very small party of people in the world mm-hmm. who have actually played the original CDI Zelda games and now has RZ. Yes. And okay, even even if you were to Google um if you were to Google search the Philip CDI uh boot up sequence from ninety three and then boot look at the R the RZ CDI boot up sequence. And now I to to my great shame, I didn't catch this immediately. The the name of the company is CDI S E E D Y space E Y E. Yeah, it's like it's like a play on it, right? Like CD, like like ooh. Yeah. Know, like, well, uh, when yeah. I saw it in text, it's like, like a phonetics. Like, like shady. It's a, it's yeah. a phonetics game, right? Yeah, right, right. So, uh, it's like when I saw it in text, I somehow missed it. But then I said it out loud to my wife, trying to explain this thing. And when I heard the when I heard something pronounced CDI escape my mouth, I'm like, oh my god. That's exactly what it is. It's a nod to the CDI, right? <laughs> you know, uh, but but the way the the way the CDI uh, logo animated logo thing happens is so on. It's so pitch perfect to the original actual CDI thing. It's just, it's if you watch those two things in comparison, then you know exactly what you're in for for the entire game of ours at relative to the CDI games. You can. It's that perfect of a microcosm of what you're in for. So yeah, I'm in on this game. I definitely want to get it. Yeah, I love living in a world where these sorts of like super niche things can exist. Yes, yes. Right. I, mean, I like looking into this like alternate dimension. The same reason that I love FMV games. It's just fun to think. Like at the time, we thought that was the future of video games. FMV. One hundred thousand. I mean, there were literally saw, like you could buy VHS games at like interacted with your like little ir gun and stuff yeah right oh, yeah, yeah like captain power uh 
Yeah. VHS yeah. Games. yeah it was I had one of those. That's yeah. that's it. I mean, all video games were were aiming to be realistic, and we achieved it. Well done, applaud to us. You know, we did it. <laughs> well, and and I felt the same with CD, CDI games, like Zelda mm-hmm. games. Uh, the Zelda games on the CDI is like maybe this was the future. Not that a whole lot of us actually heard of these games at the time. I think a few of us did. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I remember hearing about Hotel Mario and all that stuff, and you know, there's some weird branch of the timeline where that's the future of these Nintendo properties and it's just fun to go down that avenue well and if you're a kid if you're like a kid or a teenager or a preteen at the time where super nintendo and sega genesis were the epitome of tech that the average joe could have right it wasn't like locked behind a paywall for people the, the we didn't know kids, they right? were just computers we just thought they were yeah something else. right we didn't think of them as computers even though they were right but um the cdi for as limited as it, as it was felt like a generational leap you know all, you've got yeah. cd quality music you've got these just millions of colors on the screen and these hand-painted backgrounds and then you touch someone with your sword and all of a sudden a movie plays right like that was insane yeah i think it was also like it was still so expensive to get a pc at home like mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah to bring that like your kids were playing these like cd-rom games at the library and they were so impressed and they always want to go to the library well now you're you know, me and your mom are getting divorced, but you could play like this game over here at my house. Right, right. Well, I mean, what now this is ignorance talking because I didn't get my first computer till the summer after I graduated high school, which would be the summer of 98. But, um, me my too. Under- what's that? Oh, I said me too. I graduated in 98 also. Yeah, yeah. You and I are like three months apart in age. Yeah. yeah. But, um, my understanding is in the 90s, like 91, 92, 93 to 95 or whatever, your average home computer costs something like $3,000, and that was before you adjusted for inflation. So what would it be adjusted for inflation? I mean, God, that'd be what, what almost $10,000. No, that's probably not. That's that's probably too high, but maybe six, $7,000, right? So like I, I went to, uh, so I graduated high school in 2000, and my family had just gotten their first, like, desktop PC, like, the second half of my senior year mm-hmm. like we could finally afford one we weren't using web tv anymore web tv was are you talking about like tele teletext stuff yes we used web tv and then we got web tv plus like we were on that for so long my dad was doing all of his ebay stuff through that it was crazy i never had teletext back in the day but one thing that i've one rabbit hole that i've started to fall down is like the the wacky ugly christmas sweaters game right and i have a teletext christmas sweater we didn't play games. It was just my dad was using like the actual like camcorder we had to like do a video still, and that's how we took pictures. And he was doing that for his eBay like listings. Okay. And for also like when I would talk to girls online, I would like use that to show my picture in like the Christian chat rooms. <laughs> I was doing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it was cool. But web TV—that's a whole other thing. We could get it. We kind of fell down a wormhole for our set, but our set's cool. It's on Switch. I gotta know if you're gonna get the uh, the CDI controller that Limited Run put out for Switch. I, I want to because I here. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna step away from the mic for a second because I, I you'll appreciate this. Hold on a second. Let's see it. I can't wait. Uh oh. You're talking about this guy. I'm talking about that guy. Yeah. The Damn. CDI controller. Yeah, hey. the most atrociously bad controller of all time. But you know the controls are so bad on CDI Zelda that it probably wouldn't be too much worse to play. Is that the a game ball? On. No, it's not. It's a uh, here. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get close to the camera without crashing a whole bunch of things. 
I thought maybe it was like a mouse ball. Kind no. Of. No, it's not. It looks like a VR controller for anyone who's not seen one. So it's like one half of VR set. It, it looks like, yeah, it looks like a controller, but you just like hold it with the, and you have like the, and whatever, the digital pad at the top, but no buttons. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what it, you get. Well, I guess like they were probably trying to make it like in the a, middle. A they were trying to make it like a remote. Are, they were going for a simplified remote control motif. Yeah. 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 So they're like yeah. the Wiimote before the Wiimote. The first Wiimote, wow. Yeah, the head of the times. The, the, uh, God, I, I give up. I was going to try to do some wacky fusion of Wii and CDI. Weedii. Weedii. Yeah, I guess. Boom. I, of course I thought of that, but I'm like, mm-hmm. nah, there's got to be something better than that. Seawee. Okay, all right. Seawee. <laughs> Abandon ship, everyone. <laughs> Abandon ship. That's enough. Uh, I mean, that's enough on ours, that, right? <laughs> I think so. All right. Is there anything you want to talk about, John, before you go, John? Okay. Yeah, I got to cut it short uh, this week, but I do need to mention that. Uh, well, of course, I've been playing a lot of Hitman, but this week there was actually an announcement that uh, uh, for Hitman, one of the one of the the more uh, beloved um, elusive targets is coming back, which is we're going to get to kill Sean Bean again for England, for England, forty three or what is it, forty whatever his name is, the Hitman guy, forty seven, forty seven. You're four short. What do I, I? I don't know. What do I know? I don't play these games. He's aged at 47. I know that guy. Yeah, so Sean 40, Bean 43 was sleep. close. <laughs> Sean Bean. The idea is not to know him, but I know him. Yeah. Sean Bean dies in the first season of Game of Thrones. I don't know if you guys knew that. Yeah. Spoilers. And then Bran wins at the end. It's so random. But so Sean Bean was one of the elusive targets that, as a sort of a wink at that sort of meme or whatever, that joke, you get to kill him in, in Hitman. But now he's back. And but we get to kill like, him in uh, Goldeneye as well. That's what I said for England. Oh, yeah. That's what that's oh, from. Sorry. That was what that joke yeah. was from. <laughs> and it seems like from the trailer, like maybe they added something. I didn't I didn't get to play it the last time around that, that it came around because you know, these things are timed and you'll have to play them within a certain window. But I didn't get to play it at the last time around. Um, but it seems like from the trailer, like they maybe tweaked it a bit or added something to it. To, you know, they made a whole two-minute trailer about it. Um, but it's going to be available from March 20, I think it was 21st to April 22nd or something, basically for a month. You got a month to kill Sean Bean. Nice. Well, I'm really hoping Sega finally releases, releases the Sean Bean, or, <laughs> never mind, the Sean Bean mean bean scene do you think they'll sell any Sean Bean's mean bean machine? <laughs> yes, yeah, that's great. I was going to ask if they sold it at LL Bean <laughs> exclusively, exclusively. Yeah, you can a, kill him in puzzle form. That would be a funny picture of Sean Bean's Mean Bean Machine. Or it, you, you, <laughs> you, you kill him, but then you electrify him afterwards, and then he's a refried bean. Mm. God, yeah. what oh, is wow. this with pun, like terrible puns tonight? I mean, yeah, you're full of beans. A, we've been on a roll. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're all I'm full, together, I'm full so. of beans. We've been on it. We've been on a rolled up tortilla. <laughs> yeah, that was like a line from uh, the Xenoblade DLC. One guy kept talking about beans. Um. Yeah. All right. I gotta go. I'll all see right. you all next Take week. Care. It was great to see you, John. See you, John. See you, see you next time, Gadget. See you next time. Have a good night. Buenos nachos. Buenos nachos. Well, I don't. Um, I don't want to say a whole lot just because we've already talked for a really long time on this podcast, and I don't want it to be three hours long. But uh, I could just go through my stuff really quickly. I guess the one thing I haven't talked about yet is Mario vs. DK. I did buy that game, the remake one 
for Switch. Uh, it's, you know, it's fun. It's pretty simple, but it is very much a fun, like, let's get through some quick levels. And, you know, it's kind of like, a, let's do another match, do it or do another level, do another level. And I'm basically playing through it. I'm doing like a no death run or whatever, you know, where I, where I play the boss and I don't want to get hit at all so I can get gold, gold stars for everything like that, like that sort of thing. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. I'm, I made it to level seven. I think I just beat the snow level, I guess the ice level or whatever is what I just got past. So I'm planning on beating it. I know it's not that long, but it looks nice for, you know, the, the new graphics or whatever, the new 3d graphics. It's fun to kind of try to speed run it too. Cause now, cause since I know how to do the jumps and stuff, so I try to kind of get through it as quick as I can, but mostly I've been playing tomb Raider. That's the game I play more than anything else. Now is tomb Raider remastered. Who would have thought that I would really like that game, even though I was so I mean, like, you love Lara Croft. You're always like talking about Lara Croft. Yeah, it was so like uh well, I mean, I I really didn't have the patience for it when I was a teenager and and Tomb Raider, you really need a lot of patience to play the original Tomb Raider. But if you have it, it's really fun. I've already put I, I mean it hasn't showed my hour count yet, but it's already pretty high in, in the in the in the level versus the other games. But I'm still playing the first one. Uh, I got to, I got through like the first full level set and I got to see this amazing PlayStation one cutscene. You can see it on my Twitter. If you want to look at it, but I'm going to be been, playing uh, the uncharted games before we know it. I don't like uncharted. <laughs> so you don't know. You you said that about. Tomb Raider, I've, I've like played, I've, I've played uncharted one through three and I didn't like any of them. So, and that's those I'm games. Just saying, are, you said that about Tomb Raider. Oh, I'm just saying that those games are not like Tomb Raider though. They're just climbing. Okay, They're just okay. climbing all the time and boring. So, All right. <laughs> so I, we'll see how you feel a year from now when you're like talking mad shit about how great. I've already played is. those stupid games, and I don't like Nathan Drake, and he dresses stupidly. He has the dumbest outfits in the world. You said that about Laura Croft. I'm just, I'm just waiting for the Nathan Drake tattooed. Yeah. Well, uh, no, Tomb Raider's great. I, I love that you can switch. Obviously, I, I talked about it last time. I love, I love that you can switch the graphics whenever you want, and I do that constantly. Whenever I'm stuck on something, I'm like, well, look at the, the old way. Let's see how that was portrayed. And I do it in almost every level we go to or that, so I, that I see so I can switch back and forth. But I, I, I've uh, and I haven't looked at anything online. I'm not looking at any anything whatsoever. So it's everything is like its own little puzzle box. And it seems it seems incredibly comforting f- to me for whatever reason. And it's a great podcast game because there's like no music in this game at all. It's just like very small. Uh, sound effects like there's really it kind of like unless you, the wild unless you like run into like a you know like an like a monkey or you know there's you have to shoot weird things like there's a part where you get attacked by lions or there's this one level where you're just walking and all of a sudden a t-rex comes out of nowhere and you gotta fight a giant t-rex i made a little video of that on, t- on twitter too i was like laura croft dinosaur hunter because i just like because i just like shot a fucking raptor in the face with a shotgun and just took him down because <laughs> yeah there's this level where you just go outside a cave and then all of a sudden there's dinosaurs there and it never really explains why they're there they're just there it's like okay and yeah there's and there's a boss uh, there's a t-rex boss that you have to fight so yeah anyway uh yeah tomb raider is fun one one thing that's there's kind of a, a bug that i've run into with it where if i if i pause the game and i turn my switch off or i put it in side or put it in sleep mode and i turn it back on the game freezes, so I can't unpause the game, which is weird. But I've been saving all the time, so it hasn't like glitched out like uh, Prince of Persia. And you can save like fifty times. Like you could, like I have, I just, I just save scum like crazy in that game. It's basically as you should, because there's no auto saves yep. at all. Not even when you beat a level. And I've run into that a couple times where you beat a level, 
there was this one level. I get you get to the level two lions run at you like right at the very beginning, and so you gotta fucking run. And uh, I beat the level and I got killed by the lion, and then it took me back to my save from the last level because it doesn't auto save anywhere. That's kind of another thing that I love about it that it's just it's brutal. It's it's brutal old school gaming, and I and I, and I kind of love that about it. It's the I've heard it's I've seen it on reviews. They call it the Dark Souls before the Dark Souls. <laughs> it kind it kind of is a little bit like it's there's there's no it's very unforgiving. You got to play Elden Ring. I bought it for you. You got to save us. I'm I'm get. I have it. I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I'm afraid that it's gonna eat my soul or something. It's. Uh, it, I didn't. I I bought Elden Ring the day I bought the Steam Deck because I wanted it to be the Steam Deck Breath of the Wild for me, but it never took because it was just way too brutal. You know what I mean? Like, so Jeremy, I got to the part where you have that giant, giant like beast guy jump off the sky jump off the high ledge at you on the path and you know, oh yeah you can go around him oh i did yeah yeah i did i did i just basically i think the b button to do kind of that forward twirl jump thing you know yeah, I basically you, can, just you did, can avoid him completely he's just uh essentially it's like a a mini 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 boss i made it to the first real boss after that you know you keep going up that trail market Sounds right, but I never. Yeah, Margaret is like where most people quit. <laughs> well, i i haven't I haven't sworn off it in terms of like I'm ne- fuck this. I'm never coming back to it so long as I live. I haven't gotten to that point yet, but yeah, i i died I died twenty times in in a, about forty seconds, <laughs> minus yeah. load time, and I'm like, okay, all right, maybe I'll come back to this someday, maybe. And that's the end of my Elden Ring saga so far. Basically, what I do in Tomb Raider, it's basically it, it. It makes me feel like I'm cheesing the game, but whenever I'm, whenever there's a boss or something, I basically stand up on a higher level where they can't get to me and shoot them and watch <laughs> them and watch them run around in circles. That's what I did with the with the T Rex. Is I basically had you know went into a cave and stood on like a higher plateau that the T Rex couldn't get to, and I just kind of waited there and shot, and because it kind of goes in a circle, and you just wait for it to come back around, and you keep shooting it until it falls over. But uh, the great thing about that is your your handguns, you have unlimited ammo, so you never run out of ammo mm-hmm. in Tomb Raider one. So but yeah, there's there's some weird shit. You get you get attacked by apes at one point. Uh I I put a video on Twitter of that too, where I kinda got like I was like up against a wall and I like switched the camera angle and then all of a sudden it turned into first person Laura Croft where you could see like both the guns like shooting the apes and all that and you could see them run around. It's fun. It's a fun game. Um I guess my big disappointment since last week is uh, I bought Ease 1 because they re-released Ease 1, like the original PC version of it. But only in Japan, it's right, not, so far? No, they released it in America, but it's not in English. It's Oh, it's, so the, the US eShop is not in English? Yeah. I was so, it's kind I of was so disappointed. Well, it's no, kind of- actually, it turns out. There's there's basically this version of games that's called Egg Console is what it is. And it's a whole bunch of... Uh, you know, old PC ports of like RPGs and stuff like that. And all of them are in Japanese, every single one. So it's so like, like specifically ports of a certain like Japanese PC or something. Yeah. So it's like Xanadu and like Hydlide and like a bunch mm-hmm. of these games, but they're all in fucking Japanese. And a bunch of them I really wanted to play. I really wanted to play Ease One, but this is all in Japanese. So like the menus. Which I actually just yeah. learned recently from Retronauts that it's Fa, it's, it's Fa Xanadu, not. Fact, Xanadu. Well, it's, it's supposed to be like because Famicom. Famicom Xanadu, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I learned that on the most recent channel too, because I Hugh Hugh mentioned that. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. I was wanted to always wanted to talk to Hugh about ease because I know he's a big ease person. I would love to get you, and but Hugh I was in front uh, of each other. Yeah, it was really like uh, I'm gonna. I watched a video like on how to play it without knowing Japanese and all that, and I and you know I've been doing like the Google Translate thing. I did it for like the Goemon game, and I did it for Ease Ten. I was just kind of a little tired of it because I did it for like two Japanese demos in a row where I'm trying yeah. to like translate everything on my phone. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this again. So I haven't really played it, but I, I want it, but I'm going to try it. I mean, I only bought it for five bucks, but I, I watched a video and I, I figured out, well, I can, cause some things are in English. Like you can like the weapons and stuff that you buy are in English, but all yeah. of like the dialogue isn't in English. So it's kind of like. You can find your way around it, but I also want to know what the story is, and I do want to know. What, the, I do want to know what the people say and the people in the town say and okay. all that, you know. So what that reminds me of so much is the TurboGrafx-16 Mini Mini console, like the NES Mini kind of thing. Oh yeah, I wanted that. <laughs> well, I wanted one of those, but I never got one. Well, I have one, and uh, on balance, it's great, but it does have some drawbacks. Uh, you, you can access because you know, as I'm sure you know, the Japanese PC Engine library was like 750 some games, whereas the U.S. Turbo Graphics library was only like 150 was like games. Less, yeah, I mean, well, I, it's dramatically less. Like I guess that's kind of that's kind of like my Mega Drive Mini that I got in Japan because uh -huh. they have different. Uh, there's different games depending on where you got it at. If you bought the Genesis Mini. There's different games on that than the ones that are on the Japanese Mini. Well, but it's different with the PC, the TurboGrafx Mini because the regions only uh, uh, impact the way this, the physical console looks. All the regions they have, you you push a button to switch between the two libraries. You have a TurboGrafx library and you have a PC Engine library. Oh, okay. And um, but the PC Engine library has great games like. Uh, well, the Japanese name for it would be Akumajo Chino Rondo, which in America we know as Castlevania Rondo of Blood. Yeah, as I say, I know that name. Yeah, yeah. Well, but it's in Japanese, and there's not an English version on it. And so uh, that's it's that way with all the PC Engine games, but very few of the ones they bring actually are really dependent on dialogue, you know. But these, yeah, all of these are like RPGs, <laughs> so it's kind of like... yeah. But I mean, and I was like, well, I was like, well, I could try to use Google Translate for it, but I was afraid of like, be also because it's on an older PC, the font might not be able to be to to pick up with Google Google Translate, you know, because it kind of like blurs a little bit. So I don't mm -hmm. know. I'll I'll definitely try it out for next week. But in the meantime, I've been playing Ease Nine still. I made it through. I made it through the seventh chapter, and I think there's only nine chapters. There was one part that was pretty funny because I was switching between the two add-alls. Like, there's one add-all that has, like, no levels whatsoever, so you're super weak. And then your, your regular Monstrum Nox add-all that you use. And you kind of, like, flip between them. And I fought this big, like, boss guy, and my one add-all can't hurt him at all, you know. So I basically had to make him knock all the pillars down, and then he, like, falls through the ground. And he fell through the ground, and then he landed by the other add-all. And I walked up to him, and I just hit him in the face once, and he died. And it was hilarious. It was so fucking funny, because there's this guy that you can't hurt. And then you switch to your other character, and you're just like, dink. And then he's just like, dead. And I was like, that's funny. <laughs> so That is funny. Yeah, so I've still been enjoying those games. But that's mostly, I've just been kind of, I was alternating between Tomb Raider and Marvel's DK and Ease 9 until the direct happened. And now I have a bunch of other games to play, so mm -hmm. I need to get to do those. Mm-hmm. Mm. But what do you got, Jeremy? I mean, I won't talk about a whole lot because I played the uh, demos we already talked about. That was kind of the big thing. Um, I did play uh, Final Fantasy VI some more this week because I just, I don't know, I love playing it on fast forward. So I, I got through the um, I got through the opera scene, which I expected to be harder because they changed the lyrics, but it was really easy. And then 
yeah, I beat Ultros and uh, I'm back to, I actually got to where I can pilot the airship. So that's where I am. Nice. So uh, Setzer tells me how to operate the airship. That's where I saved. Okay. I love that airship so much when I first got to it, the first time I played that game. Because uh, yeah. finally, you didn't have to get ta- attacked all the time. And you don't get to keep it very long. Yeah. I, I, I forgot to mention this last week, but did you know that you don't get experience points from beating bosses in Final Fantasy VI? I like just learned that. From did, bosses? From that, bosses do not give you experience that points. That sounds right. That sounds you get right. zero experience points in Final Fantasy VI. So is it just uh, magic points or whatever? I guess so. It's weird. Well, I mean, I haven't played the game in a while, and I'm used to... Most RPGs, you know, when you beat a boss, you get a ton of experience points and you level up. You get zero for every boss in Final Fantasy VI. I, didn't I, know I, that. I just didn't know that. Well, I looked it up because I beat the fucking Phantom Train and it said zero experience. And I'm like, what the hell? And I looked it up online and they said, yeah, no, you don't get experience points for bosses in that, Final Fantasy VI. That sounds right. I mean, it's been a long yeah. time since I played Final Fantasy VI, but that sounds right. <clears throat> but you can get job points and stuff, but I'm not there yet, you know. So. They uh they had a special on Steam where you could buy all six of the remastered the Pixel remastered Final Fantasy one yeah, yeah. and the bundle was only like sixty bucks because yeah. you know you could buy that on Switch but it's like one hundred and five bucks for the cartridge right it's eighty you know? I bought the whole thing well I bought okay on Amazon right now it's going for like one hundred nine bucks well I guess if you're buying the physical version I'm sorry I'm sure it's more but if you bought it and it wasn't jacked up it was eighty okay was well but so even so sixty bucks is still cheaper than that but, but uh but there was a sale that switch had them for 62 oh, okay okay there was a, it was a sale across all systems i saw that where all of them were on sale but me i already bought them when they came out even though i've only played i mean i played i played a good amount of five i think i played the most of final fantasy five and i played one Justin and i played one a little bit and six i played recently because i was on a podcast about it well way back in the day when they used to be called final fantasy 2 and final fantasy 3 in america i remember but i i want to say it correct now <laughs> yeah i i want to say it correct too but what is that oh final oh, yeah, the, oh yeah the final oh, fantasy 5 game the or book the chris kohler one that we got neat never read it i should actually i don't even know where it is since i moved well so but back in the quote-unquote final fantasy 2 in three days i i had beat final fantasy 2 I beat yeah, I beat Final Fantasy two all well, I beat it on virtual console on Wii, so I beat the Super Nintendo version. I beat it on the actual Super Nintendo. But Final Fantasy three It's the same. I know, I know. Well, <laughs> I know, I know. But I uh Final Fantasy three, I think my brother beat it. I think I watched it. I remember the final boss being really this kind of like angelic tower kind of thing. Oh yeah, but... yeah. My sister thought it was like some like mm-hmm. Devil worship stuff. Oh, he freaked God. out by it because of all the organs and all that shit. But my brother-in-law actually helped me beat it because people, some people forget that Final Fantasy was was a multiplayer on Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. You could play more than I. I actually told that to the person I was on the podcast with, and he didn't believe me. And I was like, no, I dude. beat it on my own. It was because uh, I'm a cool guy. It was no, it was fun because uh, he just uh, we played, and he just did just kept doing the moves, the the uh, yeah. Saban's blitz moves or whatever. It was fun to play two player. Like we we kind of both got the game at the same time, so we would just like, you know, s- swap stories about where the where the game was at and all that. And I was thirteen year old, and I got to uh, I, I got to Kefka before he did, so we so we just did it. We did a two player, and it was a lot of fun. I I'll be honest, I don't know if I knew about the two player mode, but I don't have a tr- any trouble believing it. You know what I mean? Like that sounds. It's like, like it's uh, yeah. It's not available in the re-release. They totally took it out. Oh, well, it's it's like I think it's only on the Super Nintendo when okay. it's multiplayer. Okay. But it was fun if you wanted to hang out with your buddies and play the game. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway, have you beat have you beat Baldur's Gate three yet? Nope. Just uh, I got to a point where I'm like, I went down and there's like a sacred dragon who's supposed to help defend the city. And I went down and I freed the dragon. He just wants to kill me. So yeah, it's probably because I'm bad. Sounds about right. That's kind of where I'm stuck right now. So I am actually like, (laughs) I think I said it last week that I was about to beat it. But yeah, I don't know if I'm going to beat it anytime soon because I think I might need to respec. This dude keeps kicking my ass. And uh, it's a pretty formulaic battle, but the dude like does this thing where he uh, stores up energy and then if you're not properly shielded, you just die in one hit. So it kind of sucks. You have to have like your heels like lined up and everything. So whatever. I'm just, I'm going to drop it. Click them heels together. Like (laughs) this week I was just playing a lot of switch as of today, actually. So not this week, but no, I, there is one thing I wanted to show and I don't know, like, I feel like we've been showing our art. I can just, I can can describe it to the, to the, where we can describe it to the. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to show my little audio only, which is most of it. A painting I've been working on for a couple of weeks, and I finally am ready to show it. There it is. That's so very yeah, nice. I'll, I'll probably add it to my wall of stuff here. So it's yeah. a it's a shy guy. Is it supposed to be kind of a glitched shy guy? Is That's that why what it looks the, like. Is that why the colors in the background are different and like some of it's so blurred? it's it's just called shy, and it's supposed to be like he's like kind of his head's mixed up, and he's like mixed up where he is. So it's like I don't know, like the heads and. Like not quite in the clouds, but like in water, and then the. So it's it's not an outward glitch. It's uh, a, a, an attempt to reflect the inward glitch. Right. So Shy guy's trying to walk shyness. forward, but everything around him is distorted because of all the thoughts he has. Okay, I like it. I like it. No, it looks. Uh, it's kind of like a yeah. It's kind of like an abstract uh, uh, shy guy. You've got great. Cool. But if you. But if you scrunch your eyes, you can tell it's a shy guy. Oh, know? no, you no, can I tell mean, it's a shy you, you guy you immediately. Have, yeah, no, you don't have to scrunch your eyes to see if it. If I put it way back here, that's a shy guy. Okay, but we could tell but immediately. But if you get up close, that's kind of weird. We, no, have a, we have a shy guy painting at our house, too, that, that just did. I love, I know this is a bit off topic, but I love how the shy guy was never actually intended to be part of the Mario canon. Oh, because it was a nope. Doki, 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 Doki Doki character? Doki yeah. Doki Panic, But it yeah. got, like, a pretty much folded brought in, into it. Folded you know? in, yeah. Yeah, it's a great. And I tend though. to like really, I really like Birdo. Like that's my other painting I did. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like shy guy. Like the the Mario two characters are just so cool. Like I really want to do. Uh, I really want to do the uh, the little uh, the snow guy. He's cool too. It's really good art, and the the part that I mean, it, it's really good objectively. But the thing I like the most is that you're just doing it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like hey, I don't I don't want to dream about making art. I'm gonna go ahead and just go for it. You know, and it looks it looks really good from here, but thank th- you. The most important thing is you're just yeah, I you're like just it. going for it. It's cool. You'll have to like take a picture or something and send it to me so I can put it in the artwork for the episode somewhere. Sure, so people can see it. Yeah, I mean, I've I've so got a bit I, of an art it. art history, but it predates by like I don't know. I'm old, so it was it was younger, but I, I won some awards back in the day. But it was like when I was a kid, you know, so. I still have sort of an art thing in me, but it's not anymore. It's just like you said, John, I'm just, I'm like, I want to make some art and I just do it. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Yeah. I used to, I mean, I used to, I 
I was in art classes and I painted stuff and got graded for it, but I never really just painted something just for the fun of it. And just, just paint stuff all the time. We should try painting together. I would love to paint with y'all. Like I love painting with people like painting around other people is especially nice. Cause you just, you're in that environment, you know, like let's, it's fun. Let's get together in person. Not over, not over a zoom call with a banana costume. 4 a.m. Let's <laughs> let's like get together actually in person. By the way, th- th- it was Jeremy in the banana costume, not me. I, although I would have been perfectly happy in the banana costume. Anyway, not well, not while you're in it. I mean, I'd have to be in my own banana costume. But um, <clears throat> everyone can get their own. There's banana no room costume. for nobody else in my banana costume. Right. Not even cats. And this is not a banana built for two. But anyway, um, get together in person, do drugs, get out the paints, see what happens. We gotta make it's it. all about the grid. The grid is important. We we gotta make it a bucket exactly. List I've learned about the grid because I've been playing the the Tomb Raider games. They're well, they're very grid based. So <laughs> well, what I thought was theme of the grid, the piece of music from Ball Blazer that like randomly, semi randomly, generates. I don't know. You have to send it to me, and I'll put it in this episode. But if uh, I don't know, I think I think that's good. I, I don't I don't even know how long we've been recording for, but it's probably been a really long time, and I have to edit it. So it's been about. We're we're coming up to three hours. That's what I'm saying. So do I without like breaks and stuff. I was gonna say, is it okay if I shout out my stuff real quick? Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't even asked you to uh, promote yourself at all, John Wedgworth. Tell everybody where they can find you on the internet. (laughs) Well, so there, I I I guess now I actually have two projects. Uh, One of them I've been doing for. Uh, I'm in my the beginning of my eighth year doing it. It's a video game music podcast. Well, it's a pair of video game music podcasts called Nerd Noise Radio. The older show, Nerd Noise Radio Channel 1, I'm calling a mixtape plus. So it's like this giant mixtape designed to take – it's just uninterrupted music designed to take you on a winding, flowy journey with vaguely NPR-style intro and outros, bookending it, inspired less by other video game music podcasts and more by like actual FM radio music programs like Hearts of Space, which – the coolest thing that ever happened to me was getting to work with those guys twice. Uh, and and then Channel 2, me and Hugh Johnson of Retro Game Club, a co-host of Chicago, who I I really am trying to get in front of Trey. We'll, we'll see if we can make that happen someday. But anyway, we it's more of a traditional video game music podcast. You know, the two of us get together. We take turns sharing tracks, talking about them, talking about related, semi-completely unrelated stuff, you know, just wherever the conversation takes us. So... Uh, we do those. You can find them anywhere. You know, you can find them on. Uh, we, we do have a Spotify for Nerd Noise Radio, but Spotify lately has gotten into the habit of deleting episodes of music-based podcasts. They want to get music podcasts off Spotify. So, I, I do not want anyone to follow us on Spotify because you'll miss half our content. We're basically the reason. The only, we're basically just playing chicken with Spotify at this point. Let's see how long it takes for them to just kick us off completely. Um, so, you know. Wherever podcasts are sold, you know, your podcatcher of choice, Apple Music, Google Music, or Apple Music, Google Podcasts, uh, YouTube Music will be, it'll be coming there, Amazon, blah, 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 blah. If you, if you think it's out there, it's probably out there. And then uh, a new project that I'm just starting. Last year, I was diagnosed with autism type 1 uh, and ADHD and when you have, this is not a medical term. This is not a scientific term. It's a colloquial term. But when you have both autism and ADHD, it's colloquially referred to as ADHD, capital A, lowercase u, capital DHD. And uh, so I started, 
it started as a threads a threads account and now I have a couple YouTube videos and I really want to keep this thing going. I want to just see how far it goes. But it's a it's a neurodivergence vlog and it's called ADHD, but it's not spelled capital A lowercase u capital DHD. It's spelled capital O lowercase d d i e space h d. So an obvious nod to ADHD, but it's also meant to convey like weirdo and high definition. You know, I want I want to just put the weirdness of St. John on full blast. The subtitle, the subtitle channel is called the spectrum of St. John of the spectrum. You know, so I'm like, I want to be the full picture of me who is a tiny part of this bigger thing. You know, there's so many channels out there called so-and-so on the spectrum. Some of them are fantastic. I'm not trash talking any of them, you know, mom on spectrum, foster on the spectrum. They're great stuff. But as a channel name, I feel like that's really kind of overplayed. And so I wanted to do something different, something, you know, quirky, something John, right? You know, so it's out there. I've only got two videos. They've only, I mean, they don't have a ton of views and they were not quality productions. I basically, one of them, I was down in this room with the lights off, staring into my phone camera. And that's all I did. The other one, I did the same thing, except I was in the car. I was going like this while I was paying attention to the road. Yeah. I thought it was just like, kind of like a spur a moment, uh, monologues is what i i haven't watched any of them but i thought maybe that's what they were they were they're, they're not necessarily spur of the moment or just like you know no they were pretty spur uh, of the moment you know just single camera single phone camera monologues like Th that sort of thing that's basically what they have the, what the first two have been yeah 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 so if so if you check them out that's that's what you're going to find but uh i want to see where that goes you know because my diagnosis has changed my life you know i i used i, I used i've always felt like i'm from another planet i've always felt like I communicate in a way that no one else does for better and worse, you know, but it keeps me isolated, right? I think I think differently. You know what I realized? I came up with this I, this amazing metaphor of autism occurred to me. It's like the final part in faking it in the Jackbox game where the faker is getting different prompts than everyone else, but they don't realize they're getting different prompts and everyone else doesn't know that, that they're getting different prompts. That's kind of what it's like to be an autistic person. I'm getting this prompt from this situation. And everyone else around me is getting a different prompt, but they don't realize I'm getting a different prompt. I don't realize they're getting a different prompt. And then the output from those prompts th doesn't line up and it's an awkward, weird situation. Because why is John acting this way? They don't realize I received a completely different data set that I'm acting off of. You know, it's, it's, it's all a processing thing. Anyway, I, uh, it changed my life, the diagnosis. And if I can be a part of someone else's life changing, I want to do that. Find me out there, Audi HD. You can find me on literally, every, I think virtually every social media outlet. Not not stuff like Truth Social. I mean, I'm not going to go anywhere near that that bullshit. But you know, the mainstream mainstream social media, you'll find me literally everywhere. So that's Audi SD. That's on Truth Social. <clears throat> oh, is is there is there a oh yeah a standard definition? Yes, 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 yes. Yes, uh, no, 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 no. It's definitely not there, John. I want to say you're one of my favorite like friends I've made through podcasting. Absolutely, and I mean that should be pretty obvious that we love you as a podcast that trades there with you right now. But I, well, I I've been so excited, like as you've been finding out about your journey and hearing about it, and like I love what you might. Sorry, I, I, I'm being a little bit uh. You know, I care about myself a little bit here, but I, I love the the perspective you bring to our show as a guest because you're finding your own 
new like journey here and I'm excited to well, hear about it. I appreciate that and love you guys too. And and I'm always excited to get to sit in with you guys. I mean, this is a blast. My, my schedule is such where I couldn't do it all the time, but it, you know, this occasional thing where we, we all would, get together, yeah, it's just a, saying, when a I happen, blast. happen to be here when we're recording anyway, I was like, Oh, we should do it at the, in the nerd noise radio basement. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. also we have a, I do have a picture of you in our house because, uh, if you're if you're on the Patreon at a fifteen dollars and above, you can actually get Nintendo main posters. And uh, one of the posters I made was actually a, a collage of all of the guests that evolved, like the notable guests or whatever on our show. And there's and there's one of you in there. So oh, that's really and cool. I framed it, and it's by the door of our of the studio of wherever of where I record in the house. So you're just an example of a, a real friend, like a real life friend I made through the show. It's there's the picture I, of I you, you when you're when you're holding the. Uh, the Tower of Power Sega thing. Oh, yeah. Like a boombox. Yes. That, that's the picture that I used where I put like fake sunglasses on we you. We were or holding it up and, like this. And we're yeah. all kind of looking at you, and it kind of, to me, it looks like a scene from Streets of Rage. It's like kind of what I was trying to go for with it. Oh, that's so It cool. was that cover that, uh, I remember any, that. I remember but anyway, that. I made I a collage. I made like a collage of all these different podcast covers that had, that had like guests in them. So there's like, you know, there's like one with Janet, and there's one with Tim, uh, Jess's brother, and Chris Leeson, and, and uh, Indian like developers and all these other people that we've had on there. So, but you're on there, so you're on the wall. So it's pretty cool. That's super cool. And I, I mean, there's a thousand reasons I want to get back to Chicago, and mo- and several of them involve getting to spend time with you and Jess. Now I have a new one. Now I've got to go. Now I got to get down to your basement to see this poster. You got to see the basement. Yeah, the basement's the basement. pretty cool. Well, I like it down the there. The basement is incredible. I appreciate it's it. It's one of my favorite places to hang out at. It's a good bay. It's good. It's a good place. Yeah, that's, su- that's super cool. Well, Jeremy, I I deeply appreciate everything you said. I I I really love the both of you guys too. And I I really I mean, obviously, I've had a chance to see Trey in person. I haven't had that luxury with you. I really would like to do that sometime. I have to try to plan Come, it sometime. Coming to my wedding on September twenty eighth. Oh yeah, Jeremy's getting getting married in a few months. Okay, uh, September twenty eighth. Send me send me a, an actual invite, and I will, I will figure out a way. I'll figure out a way to make it happen. I was saying, if you uh, don't ask him jokingly, because uh, you know you showed, you know we 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 sent out the invite to you for, the, for the birthday, and you still showed up. No, I'm just saying that John will actually come if you say you're coming. Is what I mean. <laughs> well, yes, but I I feel like I owe you a do over too because I. I went to the Logan Arcade and there was this whole conversation happening in this big crowded place and I couldn't find a way to kind of make a purchase into that conversation. Oh yeah, you kind of you kind of disappeared, but I figured you were just distracted by all of the arcades that are there. Well, no, I kind of <laughs> went and hid with the Sega Genesis Mini. I kind of had like a little mini meltdown and just like oh, hid. Yeah. But but don't don't feel bad for me. I feel bad for you. I feel like I came for you and then basically blew you off. Oh, that's okay. I figured you were just I don't know. Hang, it's an arcade. You know, you can go play games. I was going to say, you were you doing the right thing. Out, you don't the, have to hang out at me the, the, right with place. me the whole time. There's tons of stuff to do there. But, yeah, um, I think we're going to wrap it up for this episode because it's kind of late. And, like I said, we're also at John's house. And I, don't want, I know you got to work earlier, so I don't want to keep you up too late. And i got to get back to the hotel. But, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening to our episode on the Nintendo, on, on the Direct. And thanks again for uh, joining us, John. And, it's, and it was fun to be able to film and you know to film and record in here in your basement and when we finally got everything worked out so yeah you get to see the other side of things here with my 
little portable <laughs> recording machine and all that. Actually, it's not little. It's that, very heavy. That looks like some <laughs> weird piece of like like meteorological meteorological science. I mean, with all the little antennas and stuff. Yeah, like I'll, I'll I can I'll just explain it to you before I leave. I can show you all the stuff. But uh, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. And uh, it, like I said before, if you want to hear more of us, go to patreoncom podcast. Uh, I just put up the epicest of all epic WRT radios, which was uh, it was January and February stuck together, and it's almost four hours long because nice. there was a lot of stuff that happened. So it's basically it's like our game of the year stuff that has a ton of music from that, and and there's like all the expansion packs and the OC remix episode we did. So there's a bunch of OC remix stuff in there. And it even ends with that 20-minute Zelda song that uh, Larry mentioned on our episode, the Unsealed. Yes. Uh, a Link to the Past song. So it was already at like three hours and 20 minutes, and I just pushed it to three hours and 40 minutes with the 20-minute OC remix song as the finale. So, yeah. If you're on the $5 level, you can check that out. I made sure and finished it before I left. So it would be available to everybody because I had fallen behind in my WRT rate radio duties, but it has a lot of twin peak stuff in there too. So it, it's pretty, I tried to just go pretty bizarre with it. So yeah, have a, enjoy that. Lots of screaming and whatnot, but, uh, but yeah, uh, check that out. And also you can find us on the internet. We're on blue sky. You can find Nintendo main on blue sky. Uh, we're on Twitter. I'm at Nintendo underscore domain. Jeremy's at J stack. You can find us at YouTube, YouTube, youtube.com slash Nintendo main podcast. You can find our other show, uh, Wrestle Chat, on there, which we do weekly, where Joe and I talk about wrestling, and play do- and play AEW Five Forever, and Shakes on there pretty often as well. We have guests, we talk about wrestling stuff, and you can also find this podcast on there in audio form with a static image, but people watch it on there, so that's why it's on there. But yeah, this has been our this has been our show. Um, we're your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Rikowski. And John Nidra left earlier, but. And our special guest, St. John from Des Moines, the autistic. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. See you next time. Hasta la see ya. Yep. Hasta la bye-bye. Hasta la bye-bye. Shut up until I'm until I'm called on. Shut up. Okay, we were rolling all around, right? Yes.